these days with their PlayStation 5s and their Xbox 360s? Back in 1985, I only had 8 bits, and I liked it! I don't know where else to go with that. Also, I don't know if that was grandpa or that was like going into grandma territory. That was, kinda... uh, that was like that was like that was like a uh, great person, Pat, like grand person. <laughs> it's Pat. Was it a boy or a girl? We don't know. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, welcome to the backlog beatdown uh, breakdown. Jeez, beatdown is the game that we're playing. Breakdown is the name of the podcast. Uh, I'm your co-host Josh. With me today, I have my co-host. Nate and it Hello. is just the two of us this week. Uh, we don't have any guests. That just that craziness us. was so much fun, but just yes, we're doing justice to the podcast with just us. Um, so welcome. Uh, it has been another two weeks since we've recorded last, since we've spoken. I'm sure there's there's tons of stuff that's happened between now and then. Uh, we are going to be talking about the original Nintendo Entertainment System. <laughs> Um, maybe, maybe a little Famicom in there. I don't know. Maybe there's, there, there's tons of history we can go into, but that's not really the point of this episode. This, this episode is more about our thoughts and feelings on the console, on Nintendo's original foray into the American video game market, um, and its legacy. And not only that, what we remember the console for. So this is going to be a pretty personal episode we're not getting into the nitty-gritty of these are the best games that nes has to offer necessarily it's more of what what are what are some of our favorites josh you know i do have a question though you know how, yeah. how does that make you feel yeah. how does it make me feel uh a bit uh a bit uh, teary-eyed when the makes rush me feel of, old oh i was gonna say nostalgia feel so old i mean i did uh, yeah our nes nostalgic yes <laughs> Yes, oh, that's, that's terrible, that and I hate it. I hate I what I've become. Were going. I thought that's what you were <laughs> I hate what I've become. <laughs> oh, no. Um, it's catchy. Yeah, I, I mean, we are the old guys of the video game podcast space, right? I mean, that's that's just how it is. Like, Although, I will say, and maybe this, this should be you know punted to the later conversation but really this is as old as it gets for me i've i've never been i i actually this was something that i realized i've never actually played an original atari whether it's 60 mm. or 2600 or 5200 or whatever um i've played some of the retro console like the the tv plug and plays of the mm -hmm. of atari games before I've, I've played atari games through other means but i've never actually played the original hardware i've never played you know ColecoVision and all that stuff that came before that you know left a mark the uh, what tandy and whatever um all that fun stuff I've, I've never gotten into that original nintendo entertainment system was was kind of the og for me when it comes to uh video games so um, that fun, fun fact. Uh, yes, I am an old guy. Yes, I remember the eight bits. Yes, there was a time when that's all there was uh, when it came to, to, to young Josh mm -hmm. playing video games. Was just eight bit uh, video games. But we'll, we'll we'll have that. We'll pick up that conversation later. Uh, you know, after after say the commercial break. You know, when we normally do our main topic. Hopefully, with all the games that we plan on covering today, we won't go too long. Um, but you'll see. You know, hopefully yeah. this wasn't split into two episodes. But you already know, dear listener, uh, because you've seen on your your podcatcher. Yeah, we have at this point in time, we have no idea what this will turn into. So you, you listeners, 
you you are working with knowledge that we are not privy to. Mm. So uh, that's true. Yeah. We'll be taking a look at the past. But before we jump into the past of what, 40 years ago, no, not quite 35, 40 years ago. Ooh. Um, it's, it's like, before we jump into that past, yeah. let's jump into the past uh, two weeks. How have you been? Oh, well, PA Nate. Gassy. Oh, wow. <laughs> I haven't heard that one in a minute. Um, you have been listening to the old episodes. So. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I, I, I'm PA Nate. Um, <laughs> wow. That was like the most inspired name ever. Um, that you know. I gave, I gave myself sort of, it was so terrible, uh, man, back when I was a baby bot, uh, podcast, oh <laughs> boy, yeah, baby podcaster. Um, no, we're doing all right, man. Just kind of, uh, you know, before I get into the actual corrections, uh, or the actual, okay. uh, oh, man, just falling, like, dude, Yeesh. I'm going to have to go get some caffeine here. Um, uh, cause I am falling uh. apart. I thought it was going to be fine, but yeah, I, I have been cooking like a turkey in the hot sun and humidity ah. all day long. It is supposed to get nicer. Um, I think uh, starting tomorrow, it's supposed to be like 70s. Which oh, beautiful. I'm, I'm super all about that. Uh, but I before I actually get into my, my two weeks bit, because it mm. has been two weeks. It has it's been, been two weeks it. since I talked to you. I thought we were just going to get right through that. Oh, oh no, okay. sir. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. For your little <sighs> shenanigans the other week uh, where you wanted to play like <laughs> rhymey games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was oh, fun. Yeah. It was fun. I, was, I, it? I, was it? Quite, was it? Was it really fun? I enjoyed that. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you did. I did not. Um, <laughs> but uh, I did want to issue a little bit of a correction. And it's from, at this point in time, at least two or three episodes ago. But, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Alex, a.k.a. The Big Chill, uh, mm-hmm. pointed out in our Discord that uh, I actually got something wrong about uh, the TMNT Shredder's Revenge. Uh, it was published by Dotemu. It was not developed by Dotemu. So, um, is it dot emu? Dot emu emulation emu? I don't know. Whatever. I mean, it might it was be based on that, but I I think it's just called Dotemu. I don't know. Okay, cool. But I mean, I mean, it could be dot e. Who knows? Dot emu. I mean, that's kind of like how I always. In my head, yeah, but I mean, who I, knows? I, I imagine there's some sort of at least connection there that's not just you. Um, but uh, as far as uh, the, the last couple of weeks, so mm-hmm. as far as like the personal challenge goes, like mm-hmm. I've been doing okay with sort of being a little more proactive after work, but it like I told you. Uh, before we started recording last week was my anniversary. We did a lot of eating out. Um, Like we didn't do anything super major. We just, you know, didn't cook, which, you know, it's like, yeah, Hey, uh, sounds good. Um, Yeah. So time together, having a meal. Yeah. We went and saw a movie, you know, we did Mm -hmm. mini golf. We did all sorts of stuff together. So it was like just throughout the week. So uh, it's definitely, I had, a few really productive nights. Um, but yeah, sweet. It's just, you know, it's just been kind of crazy. Uh, I did start, um, I actually, so I had gotten an official bullet journal. Um, yeah. and I've started using that now again, I've modified the, the bullet journaling format mm-hmm. a little bit so that it sort of accommodates me a little bit more. Yeah, totally. But I, 
I'm enjoying it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a very nice book and it's a nice system. And it, I think it helps to sort of be like a little more organized. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah I think that's, that's, that's kind of how you use those tools, especially because I know I, I kind of do the same thing with, with kind of my day startup and stuff like that, where, where I'm pulling from a couple different places um, that have kind of their layouts, the the stuff that I find the most beneficial that you can kind so, of run through. So, yeah, I mean, as far as like the 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 journaling format, I use like their mm-hmm. their tasks and their event scheduling for each yeah. day, and they have like their whole. There's the future log, and then there's the monthly mm-hmm. stuff, and I actually break down my monthly tasks into four categories: mm-hmm. home church, podcast, and other. Um, because home church and podcast are sort of like the three primary areas that, of my like attention. And then other gotcha. is sort of where like if it doesn't fall sort of within like taking care of my home or taking mm-hmm. care of the church or, or podcast business, like it's just like it's sort of a catch all. Um, yeah. So but then, yeah. And then nice. but the daily format is like I sort of I schedule out my tasks or like the things that I, I still haven't gotten around to or need to do. Um, and, and I do this sort of daily plan. And then I usually sort of start out the day with uh, like a thought or passage of scripture or I've been reading through uh, the Calvin's little book of the Christian life or the little golden book or whatever you want to call it. And yeah. so sometimes I'll, I'll find a quote in there and I'll pull that out and I'll write that down and sort of reflect on that and meta- and sort of like say, okay, like hold on to this thought and sort of think about this throughout the day. And then sort of as I, and then usually in the evening I sort of go through and I'm like, okay, like I did this, I did this, I did this, or, okay, we need to move this on to tomorrow and get the stuff done tomorrow and then I sort of have like a, a little bit of a recap mm-hmm. where I just say like, Hey, this is sort of like, like one or two things about the day. Like this is what the day was like. And, uh, you know, if there's something that requires like a little bit more of attention, you know, for like something that I need to really like, like process on, on mm-hmm. the page, you know, I, I give myself freedom to do that. But yeah, yeah. like that, Sweet. that format as a general rule has been really helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, that makes sense. How have you been, man? You know, I've been doing pretty good um, in terms of the the challenge. You know, I, I said that I wanted to journal more, and pretty much like on our last episode where I said it has been more, um, but it has not been every day. It hasn't like I haven't been as consistent as I wanted to be with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do recognize the benefits of it. Um, it's been it's been pretty awesome. There was one day in particular that I was pretty stressed about stuff. And I'm coming to find that I get easily overwhelmed, which is in itself is frustrating because it's like, dude, some things just aren't that big of a deal. It's just when there are three small things, I feel, I start to feel overwhelmed by it. Or even and so right like, when you're in that moment, like mm-hmm. that that initial sort of like splash or whatever, it's like, ah, Yes. Yeah, exactly. And so journaling, actually, there was, there was one day in particular where I just was, was feeling down, like, how is this going to work out? And just journaling for a few minutes really helped me think through, okay, here's what I have to do next. And like, also realize this isn't that big of a deal. Like we can, like, like we'll get through. It's, it's not that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the, it, so that that was pretty cool, and that actually goes that 
goes uh, directly into what I wanted to talk about. You know, sometimes we want to say like one one thing about the past two weeks. Generally, I try and keep it positive. You know, like what was the coolest? You know, I talked about the Coheed concert. That thing was awesome. Um, this time it's going to be kind of a negative, but with a little like silver lining around it. And it has to do with that same sense of of initial just like super frustration and what comes of that. So um, this w- last week, Josephine had a, a dance camp that she went to that are actually our pastor's wife. Uh, I was going to say one of my wife's friends, our pastor's wife, um, started because uh, she's she was like a professional ballet dancer, uh, intense. But she started uh, this this school, and they started with an initial like camp um, that was on campus at the church. Anyways, she went through this thing, and so they had their like little their cute little recital at the end of the week, and so the whole family went. Uh, our family, you know, there were about like a dozen girls. There weren't that many um, mm-hmm. people in the room. But I had Penny, you know, Ollie and my wife were sitting next to me. Penny's, you know, kind of kind of wriggly or whatever, but but she did she did pretty well. But about halfway through, she's just sitting on my lap. Um, I get a very warm feeling on my leg. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. And she starts getting really wriggly. I'm just like, what what is going on? And I realize that she has peed and it has gone through her diaper onto my shorts Mm. (laughs) and so all over my shorts is my daughter's urine while she's also like getting wriggly because she doesn't like how it feels um and she's wearing a diaper so i'm like how the heck did this happen and so i lean over to my wife and i'm like did we bring any diapers like are they in the car like what what's going on because usually we take a backpack it has diapers and wipes and stuff like that she was like no we didn't bring anything (laughs) So in my head, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, what the heck? Like, how is it? Because I'm also thinking, you know, after this, we're going to be about around a bunch of people, you know, as we're saying goodbye. And what, and like, there's no, you know, it just dawned on me, like, there's no diapers, there's no wipes. And then I'm thinking through what I can do. I'm like, even if there was, what am I going to do? I don't have any other shorts. And like, this has gone into my boxers too, you know, like, like it's, it's totally just like, <laughs> There's, there's nothing that I can do. And it was, it was super frustrating at first, but then the recognition of like, wait, there is nothing that I can do. Worst case scenario, other dads, you know, other moms are going to see me. They're going to see my pants are wet. It looks like I peed my pants, but they're also going to know I'm holding my little two-year-old. She peed on me. This is actually kind of funny. <laughs> like, like it's, it's I mean, not it's a little really, gross, but yes, yeah, it is gross. humorous. It's, it's a bunch of like parents in the room. So like they, they know, you know, like you've gotten your children's bodily fluids on you before. Maybe not this much, you know, like, like, yeah, this is, the, but really it's more funny. And, and than in the it scope is. of, of things like of the right. things your daughter could expel Yes, <laughs> this is the most desirable. Yes, that yes, that a hundred percent. So, but it was really it just just for me because at first I was frustrated when I heard my wife didn't bring any diapers. You know, then I start seething like uh, in my head. Why didn't you do that? You know, I start getting mad at her, and I take a second. And this is where the, like the journaling comes in. Of course, this is just in my head. I wasn't actually journey, journaling, but it was a very similar concept of just like taking a second to stop and think through this. And I'm like, 
this really isn't that big of a deal. It's embarrassing, but it's it's actually funny and other moms and dads are going to understand. Yeah. <laughs> like they're not good. It's not, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not a, a huge deal. And so um, although What's it the- was probably the low light, it was also kind of just like, you're taking yourself way too seriously. But dude. that's like, also that sort of, a, I did share that, that article from a uh, look term where it's like, where the, the one it's writing is thinking on paper. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it really exactly. is. I was just going to say for me, journaling has been a way for me to sort of like put it down and actually step outside of the immediacy of my own personal, like mm-hmm. whatever right there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and sort of put like a little bit of healthy space in there yeah. at times but yeah yeah no that's that's funny also gross um yes yeah all of all of the things um but uh it was it was i i was very happy after the fact that i, I was able to recognize it in the moment if that makes sense because yeah. i was forced to you know like there was nothing else. you were forced to, to like sort of on my step, daughter's dancing yeah <laughs> yeah all that was happening when so. you're covered in Anyways. urine <laughs> yes you yes. know what and all i'm thinking to, while you're telling me the story i'm like i wonder like if we're still like if this is still still sort of existing on the internet in like 15 20 years penny's mm-hmm. gonna hear this and just be like i hate you dad i hate you <laughs> yeah. i mean she just turned two i don't i don't know i i do not hold it against you if you are also <laughs> why are you listening to this why are you listening <laughs> to this <laughs> Don't you have anything better to do with your time? Um, oh. Speaking of things that are better to do with your time, um, I, I have a report of some things that I do you? Like to do with my time over the past week. Right, right here. Welcome to the backlog. Report. <laughs> Where we report on, uh, you know, all, all kinds of. Brevity. Brevity. Oh gosh, brevity already. No, I don't think so. Um, okay, so the stuff that that I have to report on over the past couple weeks. So talked about how I started uh, what Cunio special downtown special Cunio Kun's historical period drama. That game was fun. That game was a lot of fun. Um, it it was very much like River City Ransom. How long um, did it except- take? Um, about the same amount of time as River City Ransom, like a four or five uh, not, hour clip kind long. of thing. Yeah, yeah. It okay. might have taken a little bit longer, except that there are ways that you can cheese extra money pretty okay. easily in the game, especially with save states. Um, so yeah, <laughs> but it, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. I liked that Japanese coat of paint over everything, uh, just the aesthetic over mm-hmm. it. Um. And just not taking itself too seriously. So finished up that game, um, and that was a good time. Started up Baldur's Gate 2 on the Switch. Unfortunately, after a couple hours of playing it, the difficulty I have is that the game is very text-heavy. Obviously, you know this. You're going to play a game like this. There's going to be lots of text. On the Switch, the text is very small. And it is very difficult to read small text on the Switch while I'm on the elliptical. Because it's never... I'm never holding it at one, you know. I'm, I'm constantly moving. It sounds like you're making excuses so, to me. Paul, he's, I am. he's weak. <laughs> he's weak. But, it, you know, that's just not what I want first thing in the morning is trying to focus on on this text while I'm on the elliptical. It's, it's, 
it was too much. So instead of that, <laughs> I uh, picked up a very weeby game in Xenoblade Chronicles 2 because mm. I I am fully on hearing all this hype about Chronicles 3. I went back and, and watched some videos on the story of the first Xenoblade Chronicles. I think some of the story went over my head when I originally played it back on Wii um, because that story gets deep, man. Anyways, See, those, um, Zeno, playing- the, those Zeno games like Xenogear, Xenosaga, and, and, and Xenoblade, like they're all bonkers. Yes, yes. Yeah. Like there's it- a lot of really weird metaphysical like commentary mm-hmm. and narrative. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just the overarching. It's 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 very interesting the way that it all plays itself out because it starts with, and I know you're interested in it, so I don't want to give anything away, but it starts off very much like standard kind of JRPG, very character based. You know your character, you see the relationships that he has with other characters, and then you you have these mysteries going on in the world that your character kind of gets thrown into. But those mysteries continue to just go like further and further and further down the rabbit hole until like the mysteries of the entire universe are like in play. And it's just like, what have I gotten myself into kind of a thing? Um, you've anyways, gotten yourself into wanna, a JRPG. That's what you've gotten yourself yeah, into. Yeah, exactly. It, it's not as like left field at the end though. There, there is like some, some setting, some stuff up, but, but it just, yeah, goes totally bonkers. Um, so I'm enjoying my time with Xenoblade Chronicles too. Um, I have been warned. There's lots of anime tropes in it. Lots and of fan service. There are. Yes. Yeah. Fan servicey stuff. Um, and yes, it's there. I guess it's because I, I was like expecting it, um, that it's like easy enough to just be like a whatever, or, or, you know, just ignore it basically Move at this point. It, yeah, Hopefully it doesn't of... get worse. Um, cause it is mainly kind of the, one of the main characters. Uh, it's just, yeah, dumb, dumb, dumb choices. Dude, well, and I think it was it last episode when we were talking about it. Yeah. When we were talking about like Japan is just Japan's going to Japan and yeah. like they have some really weird fetishistic stuff that like, yeah, it's like, Ooh, this is kind of not great. Yeah. And, and, and it's very, not very, not very, but in some ways it's different than more of the American in your face, like overt mm objectification where it's almost played as if like oh maybe it's objectifying or you know if you look at it that way but it's like also scantily clad it's just not like in your face scantily clad i know that sounds stupid that sounds stupid it's like why even do that so anyways uh it's not good and i'm not trying to you know just like wash over it but at the same time like what do you what do you do so Anyways, been playing that a little bit and then also been digging uh pretty heavily into Mother 3. It's mm. been off and on, but but now I've I've really kind of hit the stride. I think I'm gonna be able to finish it up by the by the next episode for sure. Um, especially with some of the stuff that I've got wow. coming up this week. Wow. So uh I will say I think Mother 3 is the funniest game that I've ever played. The comedy I am very surprised by. Not just the the weird quirkiness, but also like there there some of the stuff they like puns and things and, and things that come around are really funny. 
And I'm really surprised just because I don't know how puns work in Japan. Like it's translated from Japanese. So how do you make an English pun? Like were the translators just awesome? You know, I don't, I don't know if it came from the translator. We're trying to add some flavor in there. I have no idea, but like some of the stuff is written really well. Um, in addition to some of the stuff that like really tugs on your heartstrings that comes hmm. out of nowhere. So, I'm you know, it. I've been playing that on, on my GBA and I'm playing yeah. like the, uh, it's like a, one of the fan cart things. Yeah. Um, and I know Paul said he was doing that as well, but then he ran into problems with like the rhythm based combat stuff. Okay. Like, even on the cart, you, you, on the cart specifically. Okay. And so that's, okay. And I'm kind of like, I want to, or maybe I misunderstood, but I kind of want to play it on like PC or something. Well, one, it would be cool to play it on a bigger screen. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah. Yeah. The, the emulation doesn't do the, the, the rhythm based combat very well. It is super hit or miss. Mm. Um, so it, the, uh, don't think that you're going to get it. Because uh, it just seems like super hit or miss on my GBA as well then it's probably just the nature of emulation in general is because you have different hardware at least for pc the way that i've seen it explained is that because your hardware could be totally there could be lag from your controller there could be a slight bit of lag from the way that your graphics are being processed like all these things that well it's kind of like uh, it's, it might not work out so hmm. it yeah it doesn't work out very often but one thing you can do um, with emulation is you can speed it up, which is nice because um, it's not a very fast game otherwise. No, um, it's not. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, uh, that's what I've been playing. So I did finish one game. That brings my score. Um, that, that brought my score to negative 13. But then it was brought up uh, by a point because I did pick up the Halo Master Chief Collection for Xbox One. Um, that's not... Whoa, 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 whoa. I, I see you trying to just slide right by that. You, sir. You've got some <laughs> explaining to do. Yeah. Um, don't want to take up too much time on the episode. Um, but uh, I will just say, so I'm actually doing an extra gig outside of, outside. Of, you know, I work at a church. Um, I'm working for a school for a few days this week um, with one of their uh, education uh, conferences that they're having, uh, running tech stuff for them. And so it's an extra little chunk of change, some extra money for the family. And uh, so, you know, just started perusing Craigslist, seeing what was seeing what was out there, and uh, happened to stumble upon someone who sold me an Xbox One S for a hundred bucks. So I I I, I picked up a Xbox One S. And so um yeah. That's about it. <laughs> um, uh, no, see, I do. Yeah, that's, that's about it. <laughs> I I really haven't even played that much of it. Well, yeah, har hardly at all. Um, I've thrown in some 360 discs and installed them on the machine. So I've had I've owned Lost Odyssey for quite a while now, a few years. Mm. Um, but I haven't played it because I bought it when I got my Xbox 360 that I got for free during a Black Friday sale at GameStop. Unfortunately, that Xbox 360 does not have an HDMI output. I didn't know at the time, but also it was free, so it's not like I was going to say no. Um, it's free after a rebate, so. Uh, so I've had that kind of sitting in the garage with Lost Odyssey, um, a copy of Blue Dragon and uh, Tales of Vesperia and Vanquish. Ooh. Fortunately, Tales of Vesperia does not have the the 
I can't play it on the Xbox One S uh, because Definitive Edition is out, and they don't want you playing the old stuff. Uh, there's no backwards compatibility for that old one. You have to buy the new one. Oh, so, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Are you saying, guy, that uh, Xbox's uh, backwards compatibility isn't perfect? Are you saying no, that no. something that Microsoft did is less than absolutely 100% consumer-friendly? You, sir. It's You, sir. I mean, it's much better than the PlayStation 4's backwards shut compatibility. Your, shut your mouth. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, I was I was surprised with the stack of games because I also had a Blaze Blue game um, that I think I my brother had given me that's not backwards compatible. So I popped it in, like, doesn't even read it. So I was like, ah, okay, well, half the games that I own, I can play on this thing. Um, so, so it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but also I picked up the Master Chief collection because I found it on eBay for around 10 bucks. You know, maybe it was 11, 12, something like that. Um, and for what, six Halo games? I was like, I, yes, please. Yeah. Um, I haven't played them in forever. So that'll be fun. Honestly, I probably won't get around them until next year just because of the beatdown. Well, What's up? And so the the Master Chief collection launched in a pretty right. sorry state. Yep. But apparently it's, it's, like really great now yeah so you're in for yeah. a treat yes yeah I'm, I'm stoked to to play through at least some of those campaigns when i find the time hopefully next year um is what i'm thinking at least again for the for the sake of the beatdown. um so uh stoked for that i'm i told you i'll eventually pick up sunset overdrive i have my eyes on i'll mm-hmm. probably go for one of the forza horizon games because i've heard those are really good so I've gotten now these ideas of like games that I want. Uh, Rare Replay as well is one that I'm going to eventually pick up because I want to have that collection. Um, you know, there's not too much exclusive to Xbox that I wanted, um, but now that I'm like a part of that ecosystem, the Bing rewards are pretty cool. Like if I can, if I can get you know points through Bing, I can pay for digital games or you know something like that. I'm tempted mm-hmm. by um, Game Pass, but I do not want to pull that trigger because I have a big backlog already, and I don't want to feel like I I have to play these other games you know within a certain amount of time. So um, have not jumped on that and don't foresee it. Although I certainly have been tempted to do so so yeah i'm i'm excited too for like the remote play that it has i know that's not the right term um but the xbox app that you can install on other devices and play through that way like that is huge for me because i can pop my tablet on the elliptical and uh play some games while i'm on the elliptical which is gonna be great. yeah so yeah uh stoked stoked but uh yeah, super that's, super that's, cool. That's where I'm at. Sorry, all all my my reporting, but that's just reporting for video games stuff that I've watched. Um, Orville finished up, single tier. Um, good show, good show. That's all I'm going to say. Um, as far single as single solitary tier, yes, yes, good show. Um, reading stuff, which is really kind of listening at this point. You know, continued reading and gentle and lowly. Haven't finished that one up yet, but it's good stuff. Um, but listening to, I've listened to a few of the graphic audio productions of different comic book runs. Uh, so I listened through Civil War, which, wow, that was really good. <laughs> I was expecting Civil War, the movie, which I love, um, and it's better. Comic book version is better and also mm. is uh, surprising with some of the stuff that happens. I will just say the comics and the movies are not the same in some very crucial ways. Um, so, Wow. Uh, and then also Days of Future Past, the X-Men uh, comic, 
I actually haven't seen that movie, so I don't know how it compares to that, but uh, that graphic audio production was really good. And then The Death of Captain America, which comes after Civil War, um, was also was also pretty good. Pretty good. Not quite as good pretty, as the other two. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. And right now I'm listening to a book about the history of cocktails in America, mixed Ooh. drinks. It's just called Imbibe by David Wondrich. So I've I've been interested in in a little bit a little bit of mixing some drinks together. Um, hmm. So that's that's it's called fun. imbibe. Imbibe, yes, with an exclamation point. I I will say it's not quite as interesting as I as I wanted it to be. The audiobook too, because it's talking about drinks, and then it gives you recipes, and they don't they don't read out the recipes. They just say this is this recipe, and and then they just like give a slight descriptor to it and then move on to the next one so it's kind of like hey like that really this book was was you were supposed to buy this book you know physically and kind of go through it but it's interesting um the history stuff is interesting i'm i'm gonna add that to my uh shopping list because that seems i like i like cocktails yeah and i wouldn't mind having a book about cocktails with with cocktails there you go. Mm. That's that's what I have. All of the things. Just just pour it all out. Dump it all out right in front of everyone. Come take mm. a look at this. Looks like one of those uh, uh what's it called? Crawfish boils. You know, you just dump it all out on the table. There you go. That's my report. I've seen some videos with a dude who is very passionate about uh just mm-hmm. like he's got like tons of crawfish and yep. like he's throwing chunks of corn and yep. potatoes and yep. onions and stuff. That's how it's done. Like whatever that whole thing is done. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't like mud bugs. I don't like mm-hmm. anything like that has that many legs. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to eat that thing. You, well, you don't eat it. You, you crack it open and suck out the brains. Uh, you, you know, it's, you're it's eating it. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's. I don't like. I don't like. Like, and listen. I don't know if the, the listeners know this about me or not. I don't like seafood like at all. Pretty much oh, like tuna. Okay. Yeah. Tuna and fish sticks is like the extent of like what I will eat that comes out of water. Mm, a very um, refined palate, I see. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I, and you know, here's the thing. I wish I could eat fish. Yeah. But like, frankly, it's just like, it's one of those, most of the time, if I can't eat something, it's because of a, a texture like thing, mm-hmm. like mushrooms, olives, mm-hmm. tomatoes, like I don't appreciate the, actually, I do appreciate the flavors of olives. Um, cause they're just all really salty. Yeah. Um, and I kind of like that. Yeah. yeah that's, but, that's yeah. funny. Cause I just, I imagine you, you know, like straight up golem, you know, just like munching right into a raw, a raw mm. fish that you pull out of the river. It wriggles. <laughs> Anyways, what do you got to report on, dude? <laughs> Taters? Oh, you mean Tommy Pickles? <laughs> You're right. Golem. Yes. <laughs> oh boy. Yes, that game. Good, <sighs> good, good catch, Logan. That's. That's a good one. Good, good catch. Uh, speaking of Logan, just a quick, it's not the official shout out. Uh, it's more of a call out um, over there on TRG telling Ooh. people I need prayer because <laughs> of your, like, listen, listen, bro, bro. Is, is this how things are done? Like they talk about you on their podcast and so you have to talk about them on your <laughs> podcast. It's just like dueling <laughs> podcasts going back and forth. Uh, no, I, I, I I was listening to I I listened to the patron 
version of that a couple of days ago and I laughed. Yeah. Yeah. And then it yeah. when the, the live feeds went out today, I was like, I was half tempted to tweet uh, <laughs> him and Micah, but I, I got super busy because today was hot and grody. Mm, um, wonderful. And but yeah, um, as far as, yeah, love you guys. Uh, I do not appreciate, like, I, I love the fact that Micah tried to salvage that situation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, <laughs> it, no, it was, it was good. It was good. I'm, I'm, I'm not bitter. <laughs> uh, no, but for real, uh, love those guys and just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so moving on to my actual, the, 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 we're in this segment called the backlog report. Um, and, and instead I'm just like using it to like throw grenades. Um, <laughs> but you, you mentioned Orville, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Megan and I are in Orville season three. Mm. Season two nice. had a heck of an ending, dude. Yes. Um, oh dude, then you're going to love three long episodes, but. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I, well, that was the thing that's like sort of kept us from getting into it right away because like yeah. the episodes, like they were like 45 minutes a clip and then it's like they move into like an hour and change. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. that's. Yeah. But yeah. Um, <laughs> so we haven't really pulled the trigger on that yet. Um, but I, I, I like that show. Sometimes, I, I, I mean, I think you and I, but sometimes I'm like, yeah, the people in this show are dumb. Mm-hmm. They're they're real dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, there's that one episode where the dude ha- is like basically having like sort of a relationship with a hologram, and everybody's mm-hmm. like, "You can't do this!" And I'm like, "Why was nobody saying this to the other person who was having a relationship with a robot?" Yeah, like, yeah. but yeah. Oh my gosh, there's there's so many that I could I could talk for a long time about that because that dude, that relationship I think, with the robot. I think. Get some Orville. The Orville is like the next Pwncast fodder. Oh, um, hey, yeah. And I like, I, I really like the show, mm-hmm. but it and it, it's sometimes like the double standard is strong in that one. Mm-hmm. It's just like they'll say things and they're like, you can't do that. And I'm like, but, but what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, no, you guys have no moral high ground here. Shut up. Like if I if I was on that ship, mm-hmm. there'd be a whole lot of just me looking at people. I mean, shut up! You're an <laughs> idiot. Stop it. Uh, often though, when you see characters taking the moral high ground, the show will give both sides of the story though, which I really appreciate. Yeah. So like, even when it touches on stuff that I would personally disagree with, it's like the the, the yeah the the other side. Sometimes even the bad guys are like, oh, they have really good points, and actually their points are probably better than yours. <laughs> So th- th- I really like the the give and take that the yeah. that the show does, but but yes, that that relationship in particular always. Oh my goodness, I was ranting and raving uh, with my wife. I was so mad. I was so mad about like yeah. I mean, <sighs> and you and Wes and Paul have all sort of heard some of like. Yeah. I'll just drop into that, and I'm just like, I'm like, I don't like this. I'm like, <laughs> no, this is dumb. Yeah, hate this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Orville Orville's a great. Great show. I'm mm-hmm. really appreciating it. Uh, looking forward to getting to season three. Uh, in, in other threes, mm-hmm. I finally got into chapter three of the little golden book of the little book nice. of Christian living uh, nice. by John Calvin. Um, yeah. And it's, uh, you know, and it's just, it's weighty. It's good. It's like, it is honestly like I read like a little, like they have like these little like section headings. Mm-hmm. 
Like, like, and I basically read up until the next section heading. And usually at that point in time, my brain is like, cause I tend to read it at night or mm-hmm. sometimes, sometimes I read it early in the morning too, but it's like, yeah, my brain is usually just at that point in time, just kind of like starts to like liquefy and dribble out my ears. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's intense. Um, yeah. Calvin's Calvin's very pastoral, but mm-hmm. like, he's also not a lightweight in any capacity. Um, so True. it's good stuff. Uh, as far as like other shows or books or whatever, I'm also, Hey, you know, and, uh, I'm still in Moby Dick, man. Like okay. haven't, okay. haven't quite finished it. Still enjoying it. Like it's fine. Like, you know, I, I know that like, I, I'm, yeah, it's fine. I'm enjoying it. Um, sweet. It's not like my favorite thing ever, but it, it's cool. Um, but then, uh, I also Comey can't communicate. I just finished mm-hmm. the second season. And like, dude, and we've talked about a little bit about like, just again, there's some like weird fan servicey bits kind of, Mm -hmm. but overall that show is just so charming. And so in in a lot of ways, innocent, like it's very, there's no, uh, okay. There's like one, they do like a swimming pool montage. And of course, like, you know, but yeah, yeah. And even there, it's relatively tame in comparison to other animes. But yeah, it's like, dude, I, I love that show. And I'm like kind of waiting for season three. I also started that uh, Futo PI. Yeah. Um, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. From the clip that was uh, shared, that looks really good. So it and it's it's just fun to watch. Yeah. Like I haven't finished the first episode because like a lot of times just the way that I watch that stuff is like I'll come home and on my lunch break, I'll just turn it on while I'm eating my sandwich and drinking my soda and, you know, kind of like, so I'll watch like 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes or something and then sort of bounce out, um, which I imagine is not like the ideal way to consume media, but, you know, <laughs> it's how I do it. I just, it I'm not big do. on TV. Um, as far as games go, I'm still kind of like the way that I've been sort of examining the way that I've been playing games. And okay. Yeah. Like, and we've talked about this too. It's like, so I am focusing on mother three. Um, and when I'm done with mother three, I'm going to move into Alan Wake and then Baldur's Gate two, as far as podcast games. Cool. I'm going to try and weave some personal picks in there from time to time too. Mm-hmm. But like, that's where the bulk of my energy is going to be. But then I'm also playing, um, I'm playing stray right now, which mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to score because it's part of that, uh, the PlayStation extra, uh, tier. Yep. Uh, still playing monster hunter world with, uh, the, the Lukes. Yeah. What I will say is like the other night, uh, we were playing, we were doing some of it. That game is growing on me. Nice. Um, I, I think it's kind of, it's one of those games where it really is like, in a lot of ways, like there's a lot of stuff at the front end. It's very front heavy in the sense that it's just okay. like, there's a lot of stuff at the the very front of this game. There's a lot of like menus and tutorials that you have to sort of learn how to navigate and learn how to use. And the game does not do a great job of like onboarding you. Mm. You almost have to have somebody who's a little more experienced with, with that, those type of games sort of like walking you through a little bit. Yeah. And then like, then like especially once you because we're in that we're just started doing some of the high rank hunts 
Okay. Because there's like the first five stars or whatever, and that's like, those are like low rank hunts. And now mm-hmm. we, we're sort of doing six star hunts and stuff like that, five and six star hunts or whatever. And so it's like, it's getting like a little bit where the gameplay actually feels, yeah, I don't know, like interesting. Um, okay. But yeah, I, I'm enjoying that uh, probably way more because I was, it's just, it's very front heavy. Like, it's just like, yeah. there's a lot up front and it requires you to sort of really uh, invest in, in getting to know the systems. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of it, it's like the menus, the menus that like, dude, mm-hmm. that user interface is stupid and atrocious and I hate it. Uh, that's and they, they do need to fix it. But once you learn how to sort of work around it, it's like, okay, I guess. Um, so I put, um, into the breach I have on my switch, right. Mm -hmm. But it's also part of the Netflix games. Yes. And apparently you can put it on your phone if you have the Netflix app. Yep. So I did that because into the breach is great and I love it. Um, nice. (laughs) You know? Yeah. It's just like into the breach is like one of those games that you can play for 15 minutes or five hours and it doesn't like, it's like, okay. I don't know. Nice. I love it. Um, I haven't played a ton of it mm-hmm. like on my phone, but it's like, it's, it's cool. Um, I'm looking here. So I guess the only other thing is like, you know, you mentioned your beat down score and I was mm-hmm. at negative five for a while and I was feeling pretty good about that. And I do have like a bunch of stuff. Like eventually I'm going to get back around to finishing Link's Awakening. I'm going to knock that out. Like I'm yeah. going to, there's a bunch of smaller stuff that I'm sort of like on the, the cusp of sort of rolling through, mm-hmm. but because of where I'm at, but I, I picked up something and it was like one of those things where I had kind of put this off for a little bit. Right. Uh, like, don't, don't look at me like that clown. <laughs> like I feel no shame. I feel no shame. Uh, I picked up Valkyrie profile Elysium or Valkyrie okay. Elysium. Yeah. I pre-ordered the, the digital deluxe version and I will be picking up a physical copy because just that's, I'm broken in a very special way. Um, <laughs> but I wanted, I wanted uh Valkyrie profile Lenneth. Because, and I think, you know, you and I were sort of talking off mics about this. I love that game. And if there's a platinum trophy, if there's a platinum trophy associated with that, I'm getting that platinum. Mm -hmm. Like, I may not get to it this year, but I'm like, I I want this thing. Like, Valkyrie Profile. There's a lot to get all of that game done, right? Don't you have to, like, multiple playthroughs, multiple. Isn't it like five or six? In order to, uh, uh, I think you can do ending. it in two or three. Oh, okay, um, okay, gotcha. I don't know. I don't think you can do get the the S ending or like the mm. the best ending or the right. the true ending or whatever on the first one. I think it has to be on a second playthrough. Oh, okay, okay. But well, that's not as bad as I thought. But yeah, it's but even there, you, and it basically demands that like you you're required to like play through the game like perfectly the second time. Gotcha. But if you know the game and the systems, like we'll see. Yeah, uh, and it's been a long time, so I could even be wrong on that. Um, but I love Valkyrie Profile, uh, Lenneth. It's it's like one of those games where I've just been. Um, it's. I'd love to see. I'd love to see a great, a uh, uh, really nice remake of that, where they sort of mm-hmm. kept, like, clean up the assets, you know, polish it up, and but yeah, I love that game. It's it's so weird, and it just was like, honestly, so where like 
you know, it's kind of like where Final Fantasy VI and Chrono Trigger were really sort of like the the jumping off point for me for like really diving deep into like JRPGs and sort of going bonkers. Mm-hmm. And then there's been like in Shadow of the Colossus really kind of like got me interested. Well, I, actually, I would say like Valkyrie Profile probably opened the door to games like Shadow of the Colossus for me because yeah. it is sort of like this weird sort of like sideways experimental. It's very different than like anything else. I don't know. It's great. Yeah. I'm nice. so excited. So excited. Next month. Dang. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. coming up quick. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was that. It was but that because I did that, mm-hmm. I, I I took a point. So I'm at negative four. Okay. Uh, for the beatdown. And uh, speaking of the beatdown, let's go ahead and just roll right into this. GG is the app, the official app of the Backlog Beatdown. Uh, if you don't know what GG is, it's a letterbox style app uh, or tracker for your video video game collections. You can uh, create custom lists, you can rate, you can review, you can. There's a whole list of features you can sort of separate games into. Like he's uh, in the the elite tier. Which uh, you can get for, and I actually looked this up. Uh, you can get get after it for five dollars a month or fifty dollars a year. Okay, and you, that give you access to elite tier. Uh, okay. As an elite member, you uh, get a special role in his Discord. You have a lot more access to Charles. Uh, yeah, that. Oh, yeah. By the way, friend of the show, Charles Watson. We know that guy. We like that guy. Like yeah. I said, we actually it's. We like him so much that we made his app the official app of the Backlog Breakdown, um, yep. or Beatdown. Boo. Yeah. Wow. I don't know if he likes that. Mm. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't know if Charles would. Um, Chucky Dubs. Uh, old yeah. Chuckle Dubs. <laughs> oh, man. He's going to, like, I, I I think he doesn't listen to podcasts, so I think we're safe. No, but that's true. That's true. I might yeah. tweet at him and just be like, hey, uh, you know, Charles, for the for the record, we have started calling you Chuckle Dubs. Um <laughs> How do you feel about that? Um, but anyways, it's a great app. Uh, it's how we track all of our stuff. Like we basically keep several different lists for acquisitions, mm-hmm. for games we've beaten in this year, that kind of stuff. I I really recommend it. I, I know Josh does as well and yes. uh, use it with frequency. Mm-hmm. Um, but we hope, you know, it oh, may talk pretty someday. This is just so good. You know what? And it makes it really hard to go into this next little bit, right? Where I'm trying to sell people on things. And I'm saying like, if you like what we do, and here I, I'm going, and you know, but if you like what we do here at the Backlog Breakdown, right? We have a Patreon and we want you to think of it as a bit of a tip jar. Um, but it's a tip jar with perks, okay? So mm-hmm. if you are a patron, you get early access, early and uncut access to every episode. There's usually a little bit extra at the front. Um, we actually mm-hmm. have an exclusive podcast that is just for the patrons, or as we like to call them, the brochachos. Um, mm-hmm. There's video versions of every one of these podcasts, and uh, they get a lot more access to us. Like, uh, you know, we were mentioning Mother 3. We mentioned Baldur's Gate 2. Uh, I played dragon quest 11 i think did you play dragon quest 11 this year too oh yes. you did the first two acts yes but you yes. didn't do the third one right get after it scrub mm. um uh, sorry sorry that was uh, a little aggressive but those are all patron nominations and are like we'll be playing alan wake as well later this year that's a patron nomination basically you pay us and then you make us play games um <laughs> yeah that's one of the perks 
That's, that's one of the perks. Uh, but yeah, we have a good time. Uh, we like those guys. And like I said, if you've already done all the, the other things, if you've rated and reviewed the show and you've told your grandma about it and hopefully people other than your grandma about it, and you just wanted to su- sort of do a little bit more, wanted to go a little bit above and beyond, we have a patron and we'd love to have you over there. Uh, also, last but not least... Not not in the slightest. We are members of the Playwell Network alongside mm-hmm. Paul, the artist currently known as Techno Funk Boy, and Mr. Wes, the Henshin Dad himself. Yeah. Uh, we love those guys. We love their content. And I'd be lying to you if I told you the next word was from one of them. Hey, Grandpa, I just can't wait to play GTA 5 online with my new PS5. Can you buy it for me for my birthday? Well, you know, when I was your age, I had all the time in the world for video games, but no money to buy new ones. That's how I was able to beat the classics, like The Legend of Zelda. Well, that's great, Grandpa. Nowadays, I I have all the money I need for games. In fact, they've never been easier and cheaper to buy. But, son, your grandpa amassed an entire library of games that he's never played. And now that I'm old, I just don't have the time to play them all. Okay, Grandpa, I I think my squad's getting together, so I've got... That's why I listen to The Backlog Breakdown, a podcast about becoming a wise steward of your time while also enjoying video games. Whether it's detailing the strengths and pitfalls of specific games or encouraging you to take stock of your buying habits, The Backlog Breakdown helps me to get the most out of the games that I play. You know, uh, Christmas is still a few months away, so just forget that I even... They're also really good at being bad at brevity. Did you forget to take your meds this morning? Hello! Welcome back to the Backlog Breakdown. So today we are talking about Nintendo Entertainment System Stalgia. That doesn't make any sense. NES Stalgia are our thoughts on the Nintendo Entertainment System. And really it's going to be more about our experiences. We wanted to start doing some console retrospectives. And really this had come from suggestions from listeners, from brochachos, from patrons. Um, and we thought this was a great idea. So we're going to go ahead and run with it, and we're going to start um, at what feels like the beginning for me with the Nintendo Entertainment System. Um, and and really the goal of this episode is to talk about some of the best games for the system. There's a lot to be said about the system, and so um, you know some of, some of the things to know that there was the Japanese Famicom that came out in 1983, and so they kind of redesigned it for America in the Nintendo Entertainment System. And it came out here in America around uh, 1985. Now, I think it was late 85, kind of early 86, depending on where you were. If I remember correctly, I could be wrong on that. Um, and like I said, there there is a lot to say about this console. It pioneered a lot of different things. Um, you, you know, there were all kinds of crazy peripherals for it, all that stuff. And and we will only be delving into some of those facts as it pertains to the games that we're going to be talking about today. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is not to give you a full-orbed perspective of the NES. It's really to talk about some of the best that it has to offer from our eyes. So this is going to be a pretty biased episode, um, but or it's going to be based. about our nostalgia. There you go. We don't care what you think. These are the best games. So um, without <laughs> further ado, the way that we formatted this is uh, obviously, you know, with a, a system, I believe there's like 700 games for this console. I could be wrong on that number. Um, 
but that was my understanding. But with so many games, it's going to be hard to say, you know, we're the best, especially with such uh, a console that is so, um, that it, that endures, you know, even when uh, the NES Mini came out a few years ago, those things sold like hotcakes. Um, There's some really great games here. We can't talk about all of them. Actually, this was really hard to nail down the games that we were going to be talking about. So we decided on this format. First, we're going to start, we're going to talk about the five games that kind of are universally regarded as the best games that the system has to offer. That takes those games off our plate as well, because we're going to come with our own five personal best games or favorite games, really, is kind of that line between favorite and best is blurred with our Mm -hmm. list, and we'll talk about that more as we get there. And then we'll talk about five runners-up because it's really hard to nail down just five. Um, Even 10 was very difficult. I still feel like I'm shortchanging a lot of games that I love, that I really enjoyed as a kid, but that we're not, we just don't have time to talk about today um, because this is probably already going to go kind of long. So let's go ahead and jump in if you don't mind. Before we just go ahead and jump in, Josh, I would be Mm -hmm. a little curious as to, you know, there isn't much as far as back of the baseball card kind of info dumps go. But I Mm -hmm. think there might be some baggage or context that we could probably leverage into some of this. So, I mean, I I know that I've told the story about how I got the NES it was like mm-hmm. I memorized 100 Bible verses so I could go to this Bible camp. And right. my dad was like, if you do this, we'll get you a Nintendo. And uh, I did it, and I got a Nintendo. And then it was like, that was pretty much the only console my parents ever bought for us because uh, mm-hmm. they they kind of did not like the, vid- the video games. Right. Um, yep. But I mean, I went on to play other stuff and I bought some of my own stuff years, you know, after I got out of the house and I did emulation and all that stuff too. But like, this was really the only console I had access to growing up. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it, had, it holds a special place in my heart. I mean, it's yeah, it's a fantastic it little to. box. Yeah. Yeah, if 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 that if it's the only one that you had, then man, because um, I I my parents were very strict with video games growing up as well. It, it was very limited the time that we were able to spend with video games. Um, it it was it was we we played a round of video. There were five of us kids. Okay. Not that we all played video games, but at least the three older boys we did. And a round of video games consisted of fifteen minutes of each person playing. Because, of course, back in the day, we only had one TV. We didn't have a TV in every room like we do nowadays. And then multiple screens to each person, right? Um, So it it was very limited game time. They they would only allow us to do that on the weekends. Um, And and I can't even remember. Some years, they they would put it away for the summer as well, which is kind of crazy thinking back. So... It was limited, um, but we did. I, if I remember correctly, and my brother might be able to to correct me on this, but I thought my parents had brought the Nintendo Entertainment System home from a garage sale. And my recollection was that my mom's friend had a garage sale, was trying to sell the Nintendo and multiple games, and they didn't sell at the garage sale, and so they just gave them to us. Um, some of them, I was really surprised, you know, to find out kind of the, the limited rare, not necessarily rarities, but we got the original final fantasy with the booklet too, mm. um, you know, just given to us kind of a thing. Cause they couldn't sell it at a garage sale. So it's kind of crazy thinking back, but it was a different world. You know, the internet wasn't a thing. So it was just a very different time. Um, I 
think, if I remember correctly, I think we had a Game Boy before our NES, but I could be wrong. Those two were kind of the the very first video game systems that we had, were a Game Boy and an NES. I don't remember the order, but I, I would put my money on that we had a Game Boy first. We got the NES. I remember my dad hooking it up and him being like a little excited about it. Which is funny because, you know, then he saw how his kids enjoyed it and then and then he was like, No, this is too much. Like like he he never he never played it by himself. My it dad played anger. our Nintendo a few times and mm-hmm. when we got Tetris, right? Um okay. he played Tetris a lot a, a ton. Like wow. a okay. ton. He was obsessed with it. And he actually mm-hmm. stayed up too late one night and went like basically went into an eye doctor's appointment with fatigued eyes because he had been up like the night before so he gets like this prescription for his glasses and it's like way too strong because his eyes were basically like shot and uh yeah 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 because it's it's not even the the panels the flat panels we're used to nowadays you know these are the these are the tube tvs where uh yeah you you were getting hit with some stuff um, so yeah, that, that totally makes sense. Um, I did grow up with a super Nintendo as well mm. after, um, we had the NES. So, so there were both of those in the household, but I have lots of fond memories with the NES. It was definitely one of the primary systems that we played. So yeah, that's yeah. kind of my, uh, my baggage, uh, very fond memories, lots of nostalgia. So again, lots of games to pick from when we come to the table with some of our favorites and some that we think that you should check out to kind of get a full orbed picture of what the NES has to offer. Yeah. So why don't we now, and I know I interrupted you before, but why don't we actually get into the five givens, right? And okay. We sort of maybe alluded to some of this, but um, these are like basically... And this isn't like scientific or anything, but when we sort of looked across the, the the horizon here and we were sort of doing a little bit of research, these these games that we're, we're sort of mentioning here were these five games, the five givens, were basically sort of consistently in the top five. Um, mm-hmm. y- you know, so uh, obviously Super Mario Brothers 3. Um, yep which is on our top 100 list is ranked number one. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I think like that game is just a, a master's class in so many, like doing more with less, um, just really mm-hmm. pushing that machine to the, to its limits. Yeah. It's just, it's a fantastic, uh, just a fantastic yeah. game and a, a it's masterful, charming. it's a masterful oh, screenplay as well. Just uh, one, <laughs> one of the greatest screenplays. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's charming. It's inviting, and it's uh, it gets difficult, but it draws you in. Yeah, you know, in, to to get there. I mean, yeah, it's it's that's such such a great game. Yeah, I it's it, yeah, and it. I think it's it's sort of like might be the goat for every video <laughs> game ever. Like th- there is sort of a transcendent quality about that game, in my opinion. <laughs> But I don't, again, I've gone on record before. Platformers are not really my thing, but I love Super Mario yeah. Brothers 3. Um, yeah. 
So, yeah. and it really did. So, actually, you know what? I have one more point to make okay. is that with with the NES in general, and I think Super Mario Brothers Three kind of captures this. Now, it is t- towards the end of the the console's life cycle, so so you could do a lot more, and you see that in in the graphics, you know, in some of the things that they do. But I would say, from my vantage point, you can correct me if if you have a better perspective than I do uh, of these things. But I do feel like the NES in general was able to create um it, it it was it was kind of a turning point for video games and for home console games to where they were not just um in the same category as like a board game where you would pull it out and play play you know the games for a while try to get points try to try to win whatever then put everything back in the box and put it away it actually in some of the games they they managed to create worlds Right. And, mm-hmm. and they, they obviously were very limited. And, and so they required your imagination. It didn't do everything for you. But something like Super Mario Brothers 3, even compared to the previous two Mario Brothers games, I feel like has this more fully realized world to it that you feel like you're a part of rather than just get to the next level. But now. You know, you've got these entire lands that you're going through. the The levels in the lands all feel the same. You know, very similar with with some of the typing and yeah. So I, I yeah, it's it's a masterwork, obviously, obviously, because it's our it's number one on our list. Um, so yeah, Super Mario Brothers Three is fantastic. You're not wrong. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so moving on uh, as far as another given, the original Legend of Zelda. I mean. Mm-hmm. Sort of what what made sort of this really difficult for me is that Super Mario Brothers three and and Legend of Zelda would both be on a personal top five Nintendo games yeah. of all time. Uh, Legend yeah. of Zelda was like one of those things where I probably put hundreds of hours into that game. Whoa! I I was obsessed with it, and it was like you you know this is back before the days of the internet, and so. You would just mm-hmm. like go and you would burn every bush and you would, you know, whack <laughs> yeah. everything. You'd bomb every rock. And yeah, I just, mm-hmm. I love that game. Uh, I don't know that I've ever done because like, you know, there's, there's actually the second quest in that where yep. it's like a, basically a remixed version of the map. I don't know that I've ever beaten that. The remake, like mm-hmm. the second quest, but yeah. I've beaten like, Yeah. I've I've played the mess out of that game. I love it. Uh, it's yeah, like the original suit because like when we got our Nintendo, we got like Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt thing, and then yep. my parents, I think yep. they got us, they I, I think they got us uh, Legend of Zelda and Tetris, and okay, sort of, and that was what we had, and for the longest time, yep. and Legend of Zelda was just like I was just obsessed with it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's yep. it's pretty great. I love it. Yeah, yeah. And and there's an argument that it doesn't hold up quite as well nowadays. Okay, but it is I I think it is still a fantastic game. I think it's I have better some great memories. I think it's better than Breath of the Wild. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll leave we'll Shut leave that your there. filthy mouth, Broccolo. We'll leave that there. I think I think they have a lot in common, actually, but um but no. anyways, there, oh, there's yeah. there. Yeah, that's a that's a it's, whole other, that's a bite sized episode. It's, right there. it's a whole yeah. But Legend of Zelda is great. Um, 
It, it really is. And it, there are so many, like so many things in that original game um, have become a part of like, I don't know, for lack of a better term, gamer culture, you know, like it's dangerous to go alone, uh, mm-hmm. you know, th- things like that, that, um, yes, you can pick up on it nowadays, but really, um, it, you just felt something you're, you start the game and you're dropped into this world and you don't know what to do. So you go into the cave this, and this wizard gives you a sword, like how cool of a beginning of an opening is that? And then just go. Just roam around, see what you can do. And then you come to the first dungeon, which is this huge tree. You know, you walk into what looks like its mouth, and now you're in a dungeon, and and the music gets all dark and scary. You it know, gets all spooky time. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I talked about the world that, that Super Mario 3 created. This one really has a, a very unique feeling to it. And again, it is a turning point for home console games. Because it's not, not that I spent much time in the arcade, but this, this really isn't a game that you could play in an arcade. Uh, the, like the type, the feeling, that's not what it's made for. This was made to, to take it home and to dig into it. Um, so yeah, there's, there's something really special about the original Legend of Zelda. I, I'm pretty sure we did beat the second quest. Um, I could be wrong. We might not have ever finished it out, but I'm pretty sure we did. Um, you know, you said there was no internet back then. For this game in particular, my brothers and I would take our bikes and go to the library and use the computer to check up what we're supposed to do next for some of the stuff because there is some extremely esoteric stuff. Well, there's and, one, I yeah, believe- I was like, when I say that, it's like I would like 1989. 1990 yeah. 1991 yeah. like i don't think the the internet was a thing that was sort of in common parlance right yeah yeah, yeah for me that was th- probably a decade later <laughs> you know like because i played everything way way later um also i was born in 88 so there's that um but the you're just yeah the, baby that's Right. That's the only way that I would have been able yeah. to to finish some of the stuff in here. Like, well, and that's second quest too. Walls. Yeah. The second quest is stuff. like dumb. It's like, yeah. and I think I just got to a point where it's like, I think I got, yeah, substantially, like I, I made it substantial progress, but then I just, mm-hmm. I hit a point where it's like, ah, no, no, I'm good. Like, yeah. Legend of Zelda high marks for sure. What, what, what's up next? Uh, I have written down Mega Man 2. And okay. now there was a bit of a discussion between Mega Man 2 and 3 here because both of them mm-hmm. are considered sort of like uh like high water marks in the 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 NES, you know, that original like not Mega Man X but Mega Man series. And mm-hmm. uh by default we just went with Mega Man 2 because I think uh yeah. you know, by and large in most lists Mega Mega Man 2 does sort of score a little higher most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh Mm-hmm. And honestly, this this is another one. So like these first three in the givens, like if I'm doing just a, hey, Nate's favorite five games for the NES, there's three of them right there. Uh, Mega Man 2. Wow. Tons of time. I borrowed this from a friend. Okay. Uh, and like basically it was like one of those things where I borrowed it for like six months. And yeah, like he, yeah. he lived, he, li- he w- lived next to my grandma's house. And he was like mm-hmm. one of those kids that had just like a ton of games. And I was like, can yep. I borrow this? And he was like, yeah. And I borrowed it. And then like when I went back to my grandma's, I gave it back. But like, yeah, Mega mm-hmm. Man 2 was awesome. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's it's great. Personally, I prefer three over two, but I recognize that, that I think two is more widely regarded as the the best in the series. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic game. Um, it's not one that I grew up with. I played multiple Mega Man games. Six and four were the ones that I'm most familiar with uh, that we owned growing up. Um, so, so two isn't, it doesn't have that same like nostalgic factor, but it is, it is so good. It is a really, really good one. And and really, I mean, the whole series is great. Um, but I get that, you know, two is, is almost a placeholder for the series. Um, but I, I, I get why people say that it's the best in the series. It is, it is a yeah. great game. Um, yeah, the 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 I would say especially one thing that stands out about the Mega Man series in general is the precision platforming that this one has. Um you can get a lot of games in this era that feel that don't feel good. They feel squishy, they feel floaty, um and Mega Man never feels that way. It always feels re- you always have control and therefore when you die it's your fault even though the challenge is ramped up you know it's not yeah. an easy game by any by any measure um y- you can get better because you're I, in control i have no idea how i beat this as a kid yeah right <laughs> i have there's some things i've some like things. in the last like two or three years i think i like went back and tried to play it um and i've tried to play like the, was it nine and ten yeah uh yeah or, those are hard yeah and i'm like I'm like, these feel impossible. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. I'm at a point in time. Like, you know, I think too, it's like one of those things where it's like, you, you know, this is very much of, of the era where you only have like five or six games total. Right. And so like, yes. when I say like, like people are like, I put 500 hours in the Skyrim. I'm like, those are rookie numbers scrub. Like, <laughs> dude, dude, I have like probably thousands of hours logged into some of these games you you know like because it's all i played like it's Mm -hmm. like i played like three games and that's all i played and you played like and you played them in in a way like and this is one of those games that i played it obsessively and it was basically and it was also like did the password thing i hated that Mm -hmm. um oh gosh yeah i think i think in mega man 2 though the password was like like a dot grid thing it was not the okay. letter yeah. password. It was like they had like yeah. a a four by four or three by three dot grid, and you yeah right. Oh my goodness! You just reminded me of another game that I had not thought about uh, that should make this list, but it it's too late now. Um, but yeah, Mega <laughs> yeah. Man Two. Well, okay. you know, throw it in. Throw it in. You know, we'll throw it a mention as for you know in your runner ups. Um, yeah. Moving on, though, uh, another get in the given here is uh, Metroid, uh, the original mm-hmm. Metroid. And now I have to be honest, I did not have a ton of experience with this on the NES. I think I played it mm-hmm. once or twice, but it was not yep. like a game like I, a buddy might have owned it or something. But this was not a game that I was super familiar with. I actually came mm-hmm. back to the Metroid games uh, through the GBA. Um, and so mm-hmm. Metroid Zero Mission and Fusion and all that like was where I really, and then I went back. And so like there, there are holes in my sort of Metroid love, but the original Metroid, you know, I have since gone back and sort of rectified that. Frankly. Yeah. I'm going to advocate like if, if somebody's like, do I play this or zero mission? I'm like, play zero mission. It's got quality of life mm-hmm. upgrades. Like it's just, yeah, it's, it's a tighter game, but mm-hmm. OG Metroids, it's still a gem. 
So yeah. Yeah, it's funny how how our, uh, our our experience kind of coincides here because I'm in the similar boat where I remember I had one friend who had this game and I remember playing it at her house at least a couple times, uh, maybe more than that, but never making it very far at all because this is a game that you really need to kind of sit down and play around with and and kind of map out as well. So I didn't have a ton of experience until I was older. And then I tried to play this game multiple times through different virtual consoles and I could never get into it. Um, one, because of the difficulty, but two, because of the... Um, the the way that it repeats a lot and so you get you get uh confused and lost very quickly um and so that combination always kind of warded me off until i played zero mission um so but that said i also i recognize why this is considered as one of the top nintendo games um one it started you know an awesome franchise but also I talked about the worlds that this creates. Again, you put yourself in the mindset of what video games were at this time and the ambience that this game was able to create, uh, the world that you were thrown into, the, the whole package, it does, it does something very special. And so, um, while I think I respect this game more than I actually enjoy playing it, um, I totally get why it's considered as one of the top games of the NES. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, lastly, sort of rounding out uh, is Tetris, the mm-hmm. original Tetris. And you know, I told that story yep. about like my dad, and that I think was sort of like the turning point too, where he was like, he was like, nah, like this whole like staying up super late and uh, mm-hmm. playing video games, and then going to my eye doctor's appointment, and like he was like, I think that was like he was like, yeah, I'm good. Um, he just, would you say it was a wake up call? Y- yeah. Um, yeah, and he, it, my dad, like, it, it's funny. Cause like he will, uh, it, I want to say it's like a might and magic game or something like that. He, okay. He, he keeps like, he has it and he installs it like on every one of his computers and plays the mess out of it. Um, nice. but like Tetris was the one that just, and it, like we had that and it was just, we just played the mess out of it. Um, and again, I like mm-hmm. the timetable's a little fuzzy. I don't know if this was like one of the original games or if this is something that we sort of got a little bit after we had. Because like, you know, okay. full context, like growing up, like my family just did not have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It's like one of those things where I found out like much later on in life, like how little mo- money my parents were like making do on. Right. Um, yep. And so the fact that we had this and it was just like kind of like really a, a bit of a labor of love. So yeah, Tetris was just like one of those games where just play the mess out of it. And it's like, I remember when, you know, you get to, you start getting to like level nine and level 10 and love like, w- like I could do a native run up to like level 13 or 14 when I was okay. playing a lot, but yeah, it just, yeah, it gets rough for sure. It gets rough. Um, I'm I'm actually more familiar with this game on Game Boy than I am mm-hmm. on NES. Um so I don't know the differences. But I mean what do you say about Tetris? It is you know we've talked about the Tetris effect multiple times on the podcast where you know your brain starts mm-hmm. seeing these patterns around it and uh, there there's something really special about this this puzzle game in particular and so having it you know at home on the big screen i don't know was this one two players as well 
on I, NES? Because I, I don't remember. It might have been. Okay. Maybe. Dude, it's like, it's like you know, you, you mentioned it's been like 35 years and change. Yeah. Right. Or at <laughs> least crazy. 30 years and change. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's a long, yeah. long time ago. Yeah. So Tetris is definitely one of the best of the best, uh, no matter what console you play it on. But, mm-hmm. you know, it was released on NES. That You know, it was huge then. Um, it still continues to matter, um, but especially when when you could take it home and play it on the screen at home, mm-hmm. that was something special uh, that you don't see. Not everyone had Fun story about plug. Tetris. I worked at a ski lodge, a little ski lodge. I was like okay. part of the lift crew. And the the one guy who he was one of the office kids and like his family had like they were sort of like a legacy family there. Like they had been members and part of that place for years and years and years. And he was like sort of like talking about like how he was awesome at Tetris. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm pretty good at Tetris. And so like we threw in a couple quarters and I demolished this dude. It was like <laughs> not even like remotely fair to him i just remember just like destroying him like he he mm-hmm. got out on like level eight or nine and i was like i was like level 14 and just like flinging blocks <laughs> around and he just he kind of like walked away in disgust he he later challenged me to some uh street fighter 2 and at, mm-hmm. and i was at that point in time i was pretty proficient with flowchart ken and so okay. <laughs> it's just like one of those things where i just demoralized this dude um, it just felt bad. Yikes! Like I was like, eh, sorry. I was. I probably <laughs> actually didn't say sorry, but yeah, I, I probably, I probably was like, yeah, suck it. What? What other g- games are you good at? Huh? <laughs> what else are you good at? What else can I sort of like destroy you in? Oh um, <laughs> man, uh, I was a punk. Uh, but uh, it's not really. Okay, so- in sort of the, the the givens, right? But we did recently okay. talk about a Nintendo game that I think sort of also bears, you know, at least we we, we need to, to sort of recognize it. And that's River City mm-hmm. Ransom. And it, yeah. you know, it did also make it, on a, on a few of the lists I was looking at, it made it in like the top 10, top 15 in, in mm. a few of those lists. So, uh, but like I said, we did just talk about it to a, a pretty big extent and that would have that's something that would have gone on probably my list if i hadn't sort of purposely sort of taken it out and excluded it but Mm -hmm. now that we've sort of done all that let's actually get into the list josh you want to go first or you want me to okay yeah yeah i can go first so um these are kind of the the top five and really you know, it's it's a very loose uh, five for me, um, at least in terms of numbering, because they're all just, I think, great games um, and ones that I have particular nostalgia for. So at the bottom, number five uh, for me is the original Ninja Gaiden. Now, this game, um, man, I mean, just 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 put yourself in in the shoes of a of a '90s kid, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you're a flipping ninja. Like literally a flipping ninja. Like he doesn't jump. He just does somersaults in the air. He just flips everywhere. He just does wicked he flips. on the walls. Yeah. And he throws, you know, shuriken at the enemies. Ryu I never Hayabusa sucker. Oh, yes. no, nobody did. It has, it has <laughs> cutscenes. It has mm. cutscenes on an NES game. It looks gorgeous. It plays uh, again that 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 precision that's in this game, similar to something like a Mega Man. 
um, is fantastic. This is one that I believe was in our original batch of games that we got with our NES. So I played it a lot. I never got anywhere near to finishing it. I, I've I've seen it beaten. I actually went to um, some video game. I don't think it was a convention or maybe it was like an ending day or something. But it was at a video game store where this this band was playing and someone was playing this game on the projector behind the band while they were playing. They're playing this video game music and ran through the entire game um, just while this band was playing their set. And it was, it was insane. So I know it, it's possible to beat it. Yeah, that's There's wild. this crazy glitch at the end of the game. If you die at the last boss, you actually have to start at the first level of the last world. Um, so it's stupid. Uh, <laughs> like it is very punishing um, if you actually want to beat this game without save states in its original form. Um, but this one, I just have, yeah, I have so many great memories of playing it. I think it plays really well, but it is... NES hard, which means you have to memorize it if you want to beat it. Otherwise, you're not going to get close. Now, back then, it didn't really matter to me. I didn't play games necessarily to beat them all the time. I wanted to, you know, want to get as far as I can. But if I didn't, that's okay. I still really enjoyed playing the first few levels over and over again. Oh, yeah. Because I think it's and that good. For, for, for its time, it was a technical marvel. It really mm-hmm. was. So yeah, no Ninja Gaiden. Um, it's funny you mentioned that. it did not make my top five, but it okay. was in my sort of runner up list. Okay, nice, nice. So it was, it was one of those ones where I didn't spend enough time with it. It was like one of the ones that I ended up having to like borrow from a friend or something like that. It's, it's, it's solid dude. And, like, and it. like, and it's, yeah, the, the difficulty is intense. It's brutal. It's, it's so brutal. Um, but, uh, I'm going to, I guess my number five is actually, this is kind of weird. Uh, this is going to be a weird one. Um, uh, skate or die. Okay. Um, yeah. Hmm. I, and it was like more of like, I'm not saying this was a good game. I'm saying I love this game. Yeah. And I have mm-hmm. like, I, I actually watched a sort of a, uh, a full playthrough and all it really was, was like five or six of these sort of like events. Like you can beat the game in like 10 minutes. Like, you, you know, so the um, opposite of Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. It's like, you can beat the game in 10 minutes, but it was like sort of like this proto skate, like that you would do like vert ramps and right. then like, so yeah. there was one where you do tricks, but like the tricks were super, super limited. And, um, like you would be doing a half pipe and doing tricks. And then there was one where it was just like, just get as high as you possibly can. Um, to yep. see like how much air you could get. Um, there was like a, a race that you could like be going down and you would have to punch another dude or not have to, but you could punch another dude. And it's like, you got to the end of the race or whatever. And then, um, nice. The, the one that I played the mess out of, right. The, the part and the, like, and this, the, the thing is I never owned this game. But my cousin Ryan, he was an older cousin. He had it. And when we would go to visit my Aunt Becky and Uncle Bob, I would just like play his Nintendo. And it was, I would play this and the Friday the 13th game, um, which is also not okay. a great game. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I just remember Skate or Die. Just like I was completely enthralled with that game. And yeah. Uh, yeah. You would ju- you would do this joust in like a pool, um, 
yeah, it was just like not a good game, but I loved it. Yeah. I loved it so much. <laughs> like it was like there was a part of me and like, you know, like again, nine, ten year old Nate, where I was just like, This is amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Um because yeah, it's skateboarding in video game form. Like, yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, and it's when you look at like the eighties and nineties skateboarding, you said you talked about like it was like skateboarding and ninjas. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. which I mean yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So. <laughs> right, right. Which there but, might be more of that later. Mm, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah, and and I have uh, I have a bunch of games that like I enjoyed that I recognize are not very good games. Um, like one that we played a ton was Bugs Bunny Crazy Castle, or no, excuse me, Bugs Bunny Birthday Blowout. We played that one all the time. Um, it's not on this list, but. Uh, it, it's one that's it's not a good game, but we enjoyed it quite a bit. Okay, loved it. But speak. But what is on the list, and actually, um, for that reason uh, of of multiplayer here, it's it's funny. It's actually kind of the opposite of Ninja Gaiden. This one is Chippendale Rescue Rangers on NES mm. is number four on my list. Um, another one that we just we had for a long time. And so we played it all the time. But this one was um, legit co-op two-player in a platformer. And um, it's not a very difficult game at all uh, in terms of just the, you know, what what you're doing. If you were to play, especially if you play this one player, you can get through it probably the first time that you play it. You might, you might get a game over and have to start over, but it's not a very long game also. Um but it's it's not too difficult. But the hectic nature of having two people on screen and you know pulling the screen in different directions, you can actually pick up the other player and throw them too, um, for better or worse. You know, if you just want to, mm-hmm. you know, upset your uh, your sibling, you could do that. Um, but because of its co-op nature, graphics are really good. The music's really good as well. Um, I think this is this is a great game. Uh, but more than that. I just have so many great memories of playing it co-op with my family that, um, yeah, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, fantastic. Number four on my list. Get after it. I like that. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, my number four is Little Nemo, the Dream Master. Ooh, okay. I do not think this is a very good game, but I was <laughs> obsessed with it. Everything that I've sort of read or, you know, and, and again, I didn't, dive too deep into this but i remember like i remember this game being pretty hard and this is another game that like Mm -hmm. i never owned um we would go over to some family friends and they were they were fairly wealthy and their kids had this and i remember the first time i sort of plugged it in i was like what is this and i was Mm -hmm. like this game like you now if i'm like we're to, to describe the game it's a bit of a fever dream like it's a yeah. fever dream platformer. <laughs> um, and it's actually based on like the old comic strip, little Nemo's adventures in wonder or dreamland or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just bizarre. And, but I just remember I, d- it had like these really beautiful sprites. Um, okay. It was like one, like I, I remember as a very like fit, like remember just when I was as a kid, like, I think the thing was like, I just was sort of in awe of the way this game looked. Yeah. Um, and again, it was, it did not, I don't remember being super fun to play. I just remember being obsessed with it and like wanting to play more. 
and sort of it just it's a game that like has always sort of like haunted me and that maybe someday it's like one of those games that i wouldn't mind going back and like actually just playing yeah like finding a way to play someday yeah but i was obsessed with this game for the long like anytime we would go go over to visit that family i would probably just go to their rec room turn on the nintendo and just play like little nemo nice nice so I'll need to see this one in motion then because I've never played it. I've heard of it from a couple different places. But yeah, like you said, it's kind of esoteric. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's well, and and again, like, you, you know, I didn't sort of, this one was more of just like a, how does this make me feel kind of pick. Right, um, yeah, yeah, totally. That's awesome. But yeah, it's just like when you look at the screens and stuff, it just was this very, had some really, crazy sprites yeah but yeah it's it's a bit like i said it's a bit of a fever dream yeah because even the the strip the comic that it's modeled after is a bit of a fever dream right right so yeah it looks like the cover to a genesis album an early genesis album so yeah but awesome yeah. okay That's so my number four okay coming on number three for me is zelda 2 now i will mm. say that this game um i i think it's i I really enjoy this game, um, but it does hold a special place in my heart when I found out that it it was released in December of 1988, because that's when I was born. And so young Josh was like, yeah, that's my game. Came out, you know, around my birthday, which is pretty cool. But I do think it's it's also a really good game. I played it on original hardware when we played through this game uh, you know, at the start of the podcast a few years ago, um, pulled out, you know, my little CRT TV and hooked up my NES. And I even did a live stream of it at one point. Um, so I, it, I played through it again fairly recently, you know, a few years ago. And I think it does hold up for what it is. I, I think it's really cool that Nintendo changed so much that they were they were able to keep the same feeling of a Zelda game in with a very different set of rules um from the first to the second. Is it as good as the first? I mean it's 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 kind of apples and oranges. I don't think it's as grand and epic as the first game. So in that sense I think the first one is better. Um but the action in in Zelda 2 is really again something special. Um, I think it, yeah, it's really cool how many risks that it takes. Um, it, you know, it's not a perfect game. None of these games are perfect games, but I do think it's really good. I have great memories playing it with my brothers growing up. So yeah, this one's number three for me: is Zelda Two: The Adventure of Link. That that's a that's a pretty good one. That did not make my list, but that is a okay. pretty good one. I. Yeah, you know, much to my chagrin, I have never gone back. Like it was like when we recorded that episode, like mm-hmm. I had played a substantial amount of of it and just never beat it. Yeah, and I've yeah. Ne- I've never gone back to it. <laughs> and so it's like it's one of those things where I'm like, I should probably just like, I should probably just figure this out, figure the game out, and just beat it and be done with it. But it's also like that's a game though that has a a fairly substantial learning curve. It's very much like mm-hmm. sort of in that like Mega Man 2 energy where it's like you will learn to play this game. Period. Yeah. Yeah, and th- th- there's a part of me it's like I d- ain't, Nate doesn't have time for that. Um yeah, there's definitely a certain finesse to the game 
where you kind of have to learn mm -hmm. the enemies also and how to fight them. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my number three, and this one's a bit of a classic, but it's Contra, dude. Um, yeah. Yeah. You were talking about Chippendale Rescue Ranger and the multiplayer mayhem. Uh, I don't know that there is anything cooler than this game for like two player chaos. I yeah. mean, my, now my brother and I, and we, we've talked to, we played a lot of like Double Dragon and River City Ransom together, uh, and mm. Double Dragon 2, mm -hmm. but mm. like Contra, Contra was where it at, wh where it was at. And I never, like, and again, this is just one that we never owned. I borrowed it from friends occasionally uh. or like, but I would go over to my, like my buddy's house and we would just play Contra, like up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, select, start. Yo, 99 live, suckers. Get it. <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, dude, th this game is great. Um, yeah. The running, that run and gun. It's just, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I love Contra. It's like it's like when we're talking about this, I'm I just like I'm just like I just like I wish I had like a, that little gray box and these cartridges. I don't know that I'd want to play them on my TV now. Like, like <laughs> probably look a little barfy. Mm -hmm. Um but mm -hmm. yeah, Contra Contra was my jam. I loved Contra. That's awesome. So. That's awesome. See Contra I would have loved but I never played it as a kid. I didn't play it until mm. I was older and I didn't have any friends who owned that game. So um, I didn't even know about it until I was older, but yeah. Yes, playing it, and honestly playing it one player is super lame. Like you okay. have to have it. Like uh, in my opinion, Contra demands that you play with two people. Yeah. It just like, there's just something about it that feels better. Yeah. Yeah, man. Two people. So good. Yeah. All right, so number two for me, and this is one that I pushed for in our uh, top 100 list. Number two for me is Bubble Bobble. I mm. love this game. Um, they've tried multiple times to uh, make sequels to this game, and none that I have played, I haven't played them all, none have ever reached the heights that now, I think is this, this the game one, does. This is the original one. This isn't mm -hmm. the puzzle game thing. Right, right. Yep. Okay, this yeah, is yeah. The, the original one. You're Bub and Bob, two bubble dragons, where they're single screen Who were originally levels. boys. Mm -hmm. Yep. And they got, got turned. turned into bubble dragons. Yes. Uh, dra oh, bubble dragons. Their, their oh, girlfriends got stolen by a, a wizard who turned you into bubble dragons. So you have to go fight the wizard, Dude. get your girlfriends back. I mean, like <laughs> Double Dragon Two, right? Uh, yeah. Your girlfriend gets stolen. You have to go fight the dude and get your girlfriend back. Mm -hmm. uh, River, River City, City Ransom. Ransom. Yeah. <laughs> yes, very. There's common. a lot of steel, like even like you, you know when you look at like Super Mario Brothers. Mm -hmm. Now, Legend granted, of Zelda, Legend of Zelda. Well, at least Zelda Two. Like, She's asleep. Some chick is getting kidnapped, and yeah. dude's got to go rescue rescue her. Uh, yeah, it speaks to the I'm primal saying, nature chivalry and young boys i'm just know? saying dudes like adventure. that's a that's kind of like a a a, a pretty used up trope <laughs> hey it's a call to adventure man you know get the girl slay the dragon get the girl well, except in All this right. one you are the dragon but anyways doesn't matter so get unturned <laughs> from the dragon and get yes. the girl mm -hmm. yeah kill the wizard so you're not the dragon anymore and you've become anyways um no fantastic game single screen it's not a puzzle game. It's it's more of an action platformer, sort of. But um, it uses a very unique mechanic where you spit out bubbles and you capture your enemies in a bubble and then you have to pop them while they're in the bubble and they'll give you items. In order to defeat them, you pop them while they're in the bubble. You get different items. You can jump on your bubbles. 
And this one is especially good with two players. You actually, spoiler, you can't beat the game all the way, get the true ending, unless you beat the last boss to, with two players. Because um, then you only get one of your girlfriends back. It doesn't work that way. You could so, get both of them. Uh, yeah. And another one where, man, we just played the snot out of these games. I remember, I remember playing this game with babysitters, you know, <laughs> poor uh, young girls who uh, would watch us as kids who like didn't care about video games at all. And they've got like, you know, these little dorky, uh, these dorky kids who are like, play, go play my video games. And, uh, you know, and it, just taking care of us. So, but anyways. Is that sort of the extent of like, come see my Pokemans? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, would you like to see my Pokemans? <laughs> would you like to play this video game? Yeah, <laughs> shoot bubbles. Um, yeah, but no, it's, it, yeah, it's so good. hundred levels, um, in, in, you know, each playthrough, but you can do multiple playthroughs. It's, it's a great time. I, I think it's great. I even love the music. There's only a few tracks in here, but the music gets stuck in your head. It's so good. Play it with a friend. Is it, is it a bop? It is a bop. I like that. Mm. Yep. It, it, or a bob? Yeah, a bubble, bobble, bop. what you got for number two so number two for me and this might be like a this is sort of a little might might be a bit of a curveball i don't know if anyone will see this one coming it's excite bike dude okay yeah excite bike was my jam like okay so like and i would play the base game and i think you could play two players and so it would usually be me and one of my siblings and it was like like winner stays on the paddle, loser hands it off, okay. kind of to whoever's next. Yeah, um, and I got to the point where I could not be beaten, like on <laughs> even on hard, like Whoa. you know or whatever. Like I was, I was ag- like aggressively, like I was insane with this game. But mm-hmm. my favorite part was like where you could make your own tracks. Right. Yep. And I, I just, I just remember just and like them. Yeah, but it never works. No, but yeah, it never works. Um, <laughs> but I loved Excite Bike. I loved making my own tracks and just like ripping around on them and just like doing like you don't think about it, but it was basically like a, a level editor tool. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you're making our own levels and stuff. And so, yeah, I just used to play the mess out of Excite Bike, loved it. Um, okay. Yeah. Nice. It's a great game. Yeah, we we owned that one too, but we never played it for extended periods of time. It was it was fun. It was just also simple, but also it was it was just a little too com- <laughs> I was going to say complicated. That that goes flies in the face of what I literally just you said. You just said it was um, simple. But it, it was it was difficult like, you know, cuz you want to hold down the accelerate button the whole time. And uh okay, th- that's cool. That's but cool. But you couldn't do that or else it. you'd right. overheat. You'd run out. Of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. You have to pull oh no, side. dude! Like, yeah, no. Excite Bike was like, and that's it's. I think it's because it was like one of those things that like we we got it, and it was sort of like we got it on a garage, sale, like you know, garage sale or something like that. And mm-hmm. it was just like it was one of like a handful of games that we had, and I just was like, like I said, I was just merciless. I was like, oh no, like yeah, because yeah. like you, you could that good, like, and you could actually like wreck other people mm-hmm. and i can't remember if it was like but like you could basically you could either like hit their back tire or like 
make them hit your back tire or something. But there was like something you could do that would wreck the other people. Yep. And I was just like, I was that dude who would just like, I'd like flip in, in and out of people's lanes and I'd be like, boop, boop. Like, <laughs> yeah. nice. nice. Like wrecking dudes. Yeah. Oh man. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love, I like excite bike. It's like for one of those things. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. It was cool. Dude, these these lists are awesome. Uh, just because they're so different and they're kind of eclectic here, um, I like it. So number one for me, okay, um, it's Final Fantasy. Okay, it has mm. to be Final Fantasy. Now, I I was struggling because technically, I think Final Fantasy three is a better game. I did play Final Fantasy three when I was younger. Uh, emulated it for the NES, uh, the NES emulator. Until you got to that fight with Shiva. Exa- and no, not Shiva. It was the last boss. Um, oh. yeah, I, I beat Shiva got, cause I, I pretty sure I got all the, um, I, at least I remember getting Bahamut. There, there are a bunch of summons you can get in the game. It was the very, very last boss and it, nope, just put me off. Um, I've talked about it before. Uh, unfortunately, the last boss is scantily clad. It is a woman. It takes she she's a little scandalous. Yes, yes. Well, it's like all of her breasts are showing except her nipples, and they are just very lightly covered up by a vine. And it's just like, oh my goodness, I I could not. I just you don't want your parents, mom walking in on you. That exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, like, what are you doing on the computer, young man? What what is this? Uh, yeah. So I just I didn't, and and it's a long fight because it's the last boss of the game, right? So, um, so you know, technically, it should be Final Fantasy three in terms of like the best, probably my favorite. But I have a lot more nostalgia for the original Final Fantasy because I've played it and beaten it multiple times. Yeah. Um. And and started it. I mean, countless dozens of times and played through kind of the beginning, dozen or so hours, um, over and over and over again. And I love it. Um. I recognize it doesn't necessarily hold up nowadays. Um. But it did feel epic. But epic in a way that was that was very fantastical. Um. You know, it felt like almost more like Tolkien than it does like uh the the Zelda. Um, if that mm-hmm. makes any sense at all, yep. um, you've got elves, you've got dwarves, you've got a vampire, um, you've got these elemental evils. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just a really, I think it's a fantastic game and the story I thought was really good too. And maybe that doesn't hold up. Maybe it's cheesy nowadays, but the whole time loop of the bad guy you fight in the very beginning of the game ends up coming back in time and screwing everything up and, and kind of, yeah, it's, it's, I thought it was really cool. And I just have a lot of love for the original Final Fantasy. And so because of that, that tops my list. Yeah, no, I, I respect that. Uh, Final, the original Final Fantasy is not one that I have much experience with. Okay. I, I think it's like one of those things where I emulated it. Um, never owned a copy of it. I had a friend in high school that had the instruction manual and we would spend hours looking at the instruction manual. Yeah. But I didn't have the game. So mm. um, it's funny that you picked Final Fantasy 1 for your number one because I picked Dragon Warrior. Nice. 
Um, this is like with a bullet. This is like one of those, like there, there's a handful, like I mentioned when we were doing the backlog report, Valkyrie profile, shout out the Colossus. Like, like these are pivotal games where like I can sort of like when I'm looking at my gaming history, I can see certain turns and legend of yep. Zelda very much did that for me in a lot of ways. But I think even more so dragon warrior is like responsible. Like dragon warrior got me with like the the obsession that i had with stuff like dungeons and dragons and final mm -hmm. fantasy and like jrpgs and all that really stems from dragon warrior i was like this game is nice. just the coolest um and i recognize it has not aged well but the original dragon war is like it's my jam i love it um that's awesome that's awesome it uh yeah it's it's one of the greats it's one of the greats for sure so you you know, we, we talked a little bit here and I actually ended up adding a few titles here too. Um, but let's talk about some of our runners up. Like, uh, okay. just to like, it didn't quite make the cut uh, because I didn't own it and I never beat it, but I, I did really like it. And I think it's one, it's, it's another one of those games that I wish I could sort of go back and, and play through, but Willow, yeah. which is basically sort of a legend of Zelda clone yep. um, that made my runners up list. Um, mm -hmm. Yep. In some ways, it's more clunky than the original Legend of Zelda. Mm -hmm. In other ways, it it does try different things. You know, the different magic you yeah. can cast and things that you equip. Um, yeah. No, Will is a good one for sure. Yeah. Um, so funny the, that you, Dragon Warrior was your number one because this is the top of my runners up. <laughs> mm. So out of the out of the other five, um, and this is another one where like I think, I think the best out of all of them. Dragon Warrior 4 would be here. Um, I think it's definitely the, the better game of Dragon Warrior 4. I enjoyed it more. Um, mm -hmm. But I have so many great memories of playing Dragon Warrior. And I, and I didn't play Dragon Warrior 4 on original hardware. I played it on the DS remake. Mm. Um, so I, I don't even know how it plays on the original NES. Uh, but original Dragon Warrior, yeah. Fantastic game. Lots of great memories. Um, and yeah, it just, it just captured but that. But thou that. must. The, the the essence of a JRPG, but thou <laughs> right. must. Yes, yeah, all the these and those and those, super fun. But thou must. So. Yep, and just that in Gwendolyn. <laughs> but thou must. What else? What else you got? Um, mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> uh, man, I I was went down a bit of a dragon warrior hole for a minute there in my brain. Um, it, it was kind of it was kind of scary. Uh, dude, here's one for you. And I'm not big on sports games. Um, but there's actually two, and I'll just do them back to back here. Okay. Uh, Tecmo Super Bowl, which is a given because my buddies and I used to play that all the time. Mm -hmm. um, but it was like, it was not something that in the McKeever household we played a lot. We didn't play a ton of it. Um, that was more of like me and my high school buddies, like, and college buddies would play Tecmo Super Bowl all the time. Um, but one that I did, okay. uh, some family friends that I did, like, it was like one of those things whenever we would go over, whenever they would come over, we play blades of steel, okay. which okay. is a hockey game and you mm. can get into fights on the ice and it's awesome. Nice. Nice. Uh, it's, I mean, it's a hockey game. It's just like, mm. it's just like, it's sort of like, I, I don't remember anything except for it was just, you could get into fights and that was awesome. <laughs> That's what you want to see. That's what so, you want to play. I just yeah, no, I do sense, I do remember playing it and just having fun and like it was like there was a point where I was like I was sort of getting into hockey and Blades of Steel was part of the reason. 
I just I I like that game. It's yeah. it's a ton of fun. M- mostly nice. because you can get into fights. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> awesome. What else you got? Um next I had on the list Castlevania 3. So this is mm. one that I didn't mm. play until I was older. I didn't play it on original hardware. I played the original on original hardware, didn't beat it until I was much older. Um but it's it's it takes what was good about the original Castlevania and and makes it better. I think it improves in every way. It adds so much. It adds new characters. It adds uh, uh, branching pathways in the world. Uh, it's a really hard game. Uh, so it's one that you're going to have to memorize or use save states. Uh, in my case, I use save states. And um, th- yeah, it's it's really good. Castlevania three highly recommend it. It's going to, it's going to grind you to dust, um, but get good. The thing about Castlevania games is this also has to do with this pixel precision that you use in the game. It's a lot more rigid. So, you know, you have to commit to your actions. You're slow and lumbering. Uh, most of the characters are, but once you learn how to use that, that's when, uh, it really gets good. And you, yeah, it, it feels really good once you, understand how the game works so castlevania 3 for me yeah yeah i like that um sort of the the last one sort of because like we already mentioned uh ninja gate and okay. um yeah and that was on here but uh spy hunter i don't know if you ever played spy hunter okay no uh, i haven't i've, I've seen it was it. like a car game it's arcade it was it was not very good <laughs> it might have been an arcade game yeah, uh, it, it it was like it's like one of those things where it just like I I in my head I just remember it had this like sort of like almost like James Bond style theme yeah. and it would just play and you would just be this like spy car and you could do like you could shoot enemies ahead and you could leave traps behind and I just yeah I just played nice. the mess out of it I don't I don't think I was mm-hmm. very good at it but yep. I played the mess out of it when uh, yeah but I have. Like, you know, I have a couple others that sort of made the list, but I don't have a ton of experience mm-hmm. with um, as well. Well, one of these I have a lot of experience with, but I didn't want to really bring it up because it's not very good. Um, but I feel like it needs to be mentioned. Um, but do you have any more? Uh, and I'll save that for after. Are you, you got yes, any more? Yeah, runners I have up? three more. Runner I have ups. three more. I've got. <laughs> yeah. I've. Mega Man Six is the one that I have the most um, the most uh, experience with, and so that one holds a special place in my heart. Even if it's not the best, it's not my favorite out of the original um, Mega Man games on the NES. It makes my runners up list because that's where my heart is. It is with Mega Man Six. I think it has great sprite artwork as well, and it does some really cool things. Um, again, even if it's not the best, but. You really, you can't go wrong with the Mega Man series in general. Um, I think one is kind of difficult to go back to, but all the rest are, are all fantastic games. Um, n- then I also have Kirby's Adventure, another one that's really late in the NES life cycle. I played a lot mm, of Kirby's mm. uh, Dreamland on Game Boy growing up. Yeah. Kirby's Adventure I came to later in life, but it's really good. It looks fantastic. Um, it's really cool. Some of the stuff that you can yeah, do I remember in that game. That, yeah. I mean, it is, it's a Kirby game. <laughs> you couldn't, you could eat your enemies and you could spit them out, but you can absorb powers in that one. Right? In, in the Game Boy game, you, in Dreamland, 
you could not absorb their powers. In Kirby's uh, the, Adventure, you can. Oh, in Adventure, you can. Yeah. I just know, yeah, because like I know that early on Kirby could not did not absorb powers, right? But then there there was sort of a jumping on point where they're like, oh yeah, hey, yeah, they added that bit. But and yeah, if I remember correctly, okay, cool. Dreamland was the first game, and then Adventure came out on NES, and then Dreamland Two on Game Boy um, incorporated those powers because it came after Adventure, if I remember correctly. Um, but yeah, Adventure is okay. a great game. Kirby was that was one of those ones that we would rent. Okay. Nice. That, that was the other thing we did. We yeah. would rent games. Totally. Yeah. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then the last one that I have as a runner up is DuckTales. And this is another one where I actually played the Game Boy mm. game. We owned the Game Boy game. So that's the one I'm more familiar with. It's very similar, but it's not exactly the same. The one on, on NES is better. Uh, the music is so good. Uh, graphics are great, mm. you know, like cute. But uh, it's great. It plays really well. It's not like it has a challenge to it, but it's not. Didn't that get like a remaster or re-release? It did. It did with some added content and with some some uh, voice actors. Okay. Uh, it, some of the original cast of the TV show. Um, it, yeah, the it's it's really good. It's okay. really good. I'd, I'd recommend e- either way. Whether you go the Disney Afternoon Collection, they have this game in there along with Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. That's that's um, what it is. But then they also have the, mm. the full on like mm. remaster, remake, whatever. So good stuff. Very good nice. stuff. But let's talk for a second here. There's 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 a couple of games that we don't think really belong on this list, but given the nature of our show, mm-hmm. probably we need to talk about Josh. Okay. Uh, you brought up one mm-hmm. and I it was like off off mic and I brought up another one off mic. Uh, for me, it was Bible Adventures, which yes. was three aggressively mediocre games. Um, <laughs> you know, aggressive. it was pick up baby Moses and carry him to the end of the level. Um, don't get hit by don't, don't Pharaoh's throw him guards. In the river. Don't throw him in the river. You, yeah, carry him to the end of the. Don't throw. No, mm-hmm. no, don't keep him away from Pharaoh's guards. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I just remember that game. Is not good that and the, but then there was also a Noah's Ark, which was yep. get the the animals and take them to the ark, and mm-hmm. uh, also not very very good. Uh, not Mm-mm. it was actually pretty yeah because it, it turned into this thing where you were like hunting down the different animals yep. in each by level, climbing trees. and there was yeah, yeah mm-hmm. by climbing trees, and sometimes you're like, how did this snake get into the leaves? Yep. Yeah. You know, and it's like, or like, how did how did this this cow get all the way <laughs> up into this tree? I have no idea. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so th- there was that one, and then uh, the one, so the David and Goliath one, right? Mm-hmm. That was the one that, like, you would basically sort of like scale these levels while these like boulders would sort of come at you, and then you'd have to fight. Goliath's shield bearer and then you'd have to fight Goliath and sometimes mm-hmm. you'd have and it was just like I just remember it was kind of like these are not good games um, yeah and it's like you could t- th- there were like interesting ideas mm-hmm. in all three of them but by themselves it, one they weren't executed well 
But right. it's like, it's almost like now that I'm thinking about it, it's like you probably could have made actually like a half decent just David and Goliath game by using yeah. some of those ideas, like rescuing sheep from lions and fight. Like you could have made a mm-hmm. fairly interesting platformer based on David and Goliath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but instead, you guys chose violence yeah, or a stealth game trying to smuggle in Moses. Yeah, you you could have done something. Um, but, well, and mm-hmm. yeah, it just but but no, they they did what they did, um, and it was pretty pretty <laughs> pretty terrible. Oh, um, but you had a yeah. slightly different yeah. experience with a different game. Yes, yeah, and that one was Spiritual Warfare, which if you look at the cover for this game, it is super cheesy. Um, it it kind of it, it, man it it wraps up this time in uh, contemporary Christian American Christianity and, and kind of what it does. But if you look at look it up too, it's it's this weird like metal plating that this guy is wearing. The you know, I would assume would be the the um, armor of the Spirit of God um, because he's going into spiritual warfare. But but it's weird because it doesn't have any legs to it. It's so. It's it's strange. It's like this one piece. But anyways, doesn't matter. Um, the game itself was actually really good. It is a Zelda clone um, where you use the fruit of the spirit, like literal fruit that you're throwing. And uh, the bad guys, when you throw the fruit at them, they go into prayer positions. So you've beaten them and they've apparently turned Christians. Sometimes demons would fly out of them uh, and you would throw the fruit at the demons as well. Uh, you would go around, you would answer questions about uh, the Bible verses, yeah, just a bunch of Bible trivia as well to get extra things in the game. The background music were hymns, like done in, in 8-bit style. Uh, it actually is a good game, uh, mechanically. It, it's certainly, you know, there, there's some, not even questionable material. It's just weird the way that, you know, they kind of, I was going to say shoehorn Christianity in there, but it's not, it's not even necessarily that because it does feel like it was coming from a good place. Uh, it's just so over the top and gamey that it's, that it's also kind of weird at the same time. So now you were telling me something though, you were telling mm-hmm. me something about yeah. the developer wisdom tree. Yes. Um, yes. And you mentioned an interesting little factoid here. And and I think this is kind of like the thing. And it's like, I don't want to, maybe there was a legitimate sort of like conversion and repentance and sort of turnaround. But uh, Wisdom Tree actually has its uh, its origins in, it, it was mm-hmm. not always known as Wisdom Tree. Um, no, no. It was, uh, it was Color Dreams. So Color Dreams, but Color Dreams basically made adult fidgy games oh yes um, yes uh it, it, it my my understanding is that yeah they they changed their tune and, and made christian games but before that they were taking advantage of a different uh segment of the public um i could be wrong about that but regardless it is very ironic that um, this the, the Wisdom Tree as a company did not get licensing from Nintendo to put out their games. And so th- in essence, they illegally uh, put out their software. Their, their Christian video games were 
illegally distributed. <laughs> Somewhat, you know. Nintendo never, like, to my knowledge, went after them, but it is kind of ironic in my mind that that happened. Yeah, no, but it's 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 interesting. I guess the sort of like the interesting commentary in that is that, and, and we sort of said this uh, off mic again, but it's like it's weird because it just like, and I think it's it's kind of like we both sort of came out of the young restless reform movement, and so much of it was just sort of rebelling against like the Christian schlock of mm-hmm. you know sort of the, the evangelical right. And sort of the the marketing nonsense. And there's so much stuff that gets marketed to Christians where it's like, hey, if I throw Jesus on this or if I throw the words gospel or Bible or whatever, I'm going to gobble this up. And it doesn't actually matter what the content is or what this is supporting. I'm just going to throw money at it. Versus, you, you know, I mean, like we, we probably all saw those like really trashy like T-shirts. Um, like the like the one it's like the giant guitar pick and it says pick Jesus. Um, yes, yes. You know, uh-huh. like the one it's like the Reese's logo and it says uh, Jesus pieces or whatever <laughs> dumb you know or, you know or yeah and it's just yes. like like dude that's just like just schlocky and dumb and it's frankly it's offensive like and and as Christians mm-hmm. we we should like and I'm not trying to be too hard but it's like. I think, and and again, I don't want to assume the worst, but it does just seem like, you know, especially when I play, like looking back at Bible adventures, like that was just like a cash grab. That That's all that was. It's like, hey, here's three mediocre right. games and we're just going to be like, hey, it's Bible adventures. And then you're, you're going to sucker some, you know, family that wants to give their kid like a half decent sort of like, you know, video game here you know that's going to maybe reinforce some of the christian you know values or whatever and instead what they get is just this media this heap of mediocrity like i said yeah just it's it's interesting yeah that's that's what we've what we've gotten um so we have we have persevered in the face of even the technology is fighting us josh um, mm-hmm. If only we could go back to better, simpler, kinder, kind, kinder, kinder, gentler <laughs> days. Someday, Nate talk pretty. Um, we have done the thing. We talked, uh, you know, we talked for a while about the NES and what it meant to us personally, and what mm-hmm. we all like. Honestly, like if sort of somebody wanted to sort of like take a crack at the NES. NES library. We said, like, here's some of the like the best of all time, and here's some of our personal favorites, and here's some interesting sort of like little tidbits. Um, but I think uh, I think it's time to like you know sort of land this plane, and in doing so, we'll just sort of start rolling through all the forms. And uh, I don't know if you have any shout outs for the community, but I wanted to shout out uh, the big chill himself, Alex Castellanos, um, for. You know, he tweeted out. He he tagged us in 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 some tweets, and he exposed me today and and you, and actually Logan and Micah as well to a podcast called uh, the SG Bitcast, and it's the seasoned gamers or seasoned gaming. Um, Rick Hogue from Virtual Legality is is one of the the the, the chairs on that, or the the sort of co hosts nice. or whatever, or and. Uh, it, it's, I'll tell you what, 
I listened to a couple episodes of that today and I really dig it. Uh, so you, Big Chill, you get the official uh, Nate McKeever shout out at the end of the episode. Well done, sir. Well done, Thank sir. you for sort of turning well me on to that. Uh, yeah. And uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, did you have any shout outs? No, I, I nothing like comes to mind as I'm thinking back on stuff. I'm sure there was something that I just don't, uh, that doesn't seem to pop in the front of my mind at the moment. So I apologize. But if anyone does want to share their thoughts on, say, what we talked about with the NES, if we forgot some of your favorite games like Battletoads or Crystalis or, you know, a ton of other great games that were on the system, uh, you can reach out to us and shoot those our way. Um, you know, we're on we're on Instagram now. So you can you can catch us there uh, on Twitter. Our handle is at BBDowncast. You can email us at the backlogbreakdown at gmail.com. We've got the Facebook group the hashtag backlog book club and then of course we also have our discord that we're hanging out in and the link for that is in the description if you want to get a little bit more personal on the internet i generally go by broccolope and nate goes by nate underscore mckeever but before we really sort of really land a plane here we need to just sort of uh we we we're trying to sort of issue these personal challenges uh and i think you know as we've sort of gone through it uh, I think that really the the one that I need to do is like I'm going to keep leaning into sort of like trying to do stuff after work and just mm -hmm. sort of like keep leaning into that. But I think even more than that, I think I really need to start counting my calories again. Okay. Like we we were talking, um, I've been kind of you know last week ate a lot, mm -hmm. ate out a lot, and I've been struggling with sort of keeping some of the weight off that I had and. Uh, I had I had lost a whole bunch of weight there for a while, and I've actually slowly been sort of putting it back on. And so it's mm -hmm. like I really need to start disciplining myself and saying, okay, like do, like not restricting calories, but say limiting myself, um, just watching calories. And I I need to start pressing into some more of the physical side of some of these disciplines. So how about you? What what sort of over the next couple of weeks? What are you going to focus on? Okay, well, um, this is going to be kind of boring for me, but I uh, I want to try and nail down because the last two challenges that I've had with the journaling and with the reading more often, um, again, I, it's, I've taken steps to do those things. I want to kind of double down, but both of them have been kind of not half measures, but they haven't been as consistent as I would have liked. So I want to focus more on those two Instead of like gathering another another sort of habit, I'd like to nail these habits down, if that makes sense. Well, so it's kind of yeah, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say that's 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 part and parcel. It's like we we take on these challenges to sort of like basically sort of stretch ourselves. And so it's like mm -hmm. it doesn't really stick the way that you think it needs to in those first couple of weeks. I've done it. Like I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna keep doing this thing. Yeah. And yeah. It, and it's like the 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 sort of like the goal is you know like so far i the way that i've utilized the challenges has all been like these are disciplines and rhythms that i used to sort of like engage with frequency mm -hmm. i've fallen sort of i've gotten out of that habit and i want to go back to that so, yeah. yes Yes. Yeah. And especially listening to the earlier episodes of the podcast, you know, one of the early things that we talked about was scripture memorization. And I want to have, I want to go back to that eventually. Um, it just, uh, 
intimidates me, <laughs> especially with, you know, my lofty goals from early podcast days and uh, the lack of, of progress. I mean, there was some progress, but it just. Yeah. I don't know that, you know, I think uh, since we've started the podcast, like my, I think it would be really cool to have like a book of the Bible memorized or several books yeah. of the Bible memorized. Um, but, and, and I don't even know that I'm what you would call a verbatim, um, memorization guy. I would okay. much rather have okay. like, you, you have the heart and the context mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. the passage. Like you understand what that passage is about yeah. versus being able to spit it out like verbatim, uh, based on whatever translation you're, you're memorizing from, mm. you know? Yeah. But, but only like, from the TR though, right? No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. I'm just you're the worst. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> I don't want to open that can of worms. Not that we would have any issues with. I don't with think. Each yeah, other, we but. would have, like. <laughs> there, there are other people. I don't know. I, you know, that would be interesting. And just sort of like a brief aside, do we have any listeners who I know? I know a couple of people who might be listening who are like KJVO or. Okay. Um, but I would be interested to hear from them. Like their thoughts on that. Like I, I know where I sit in that camp. Like I've sort mm -hmm. of done some of the, I've done enough footwork to satisfy myself. Um, yeah. And uh, while I respect that position, I do not agree with it. Mm -hmm. It's sort of mm -hmm. like, I respect like the intent. I just don't think it's correct. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've said multiple times on the podcast I, I listen to James White fairly frequently and so um clearly I'm not in that camp. So Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as a as a like a textual critic guy, like that's one of his one of his things. Yeah. But um you were saying anyways. you your challenge going forward for the next couple of weeks is you just really want to double down on journaling with consistency mm -hmm. and uh being more consistent in your reading. Yes. That's good. Yep. Yep. That's where I sit. Good, good. Well, um, well, uh, you know, I feel Before like I, off. there's there's another question, maybe. Oh, oh, yes. What, what is, is your, your question? question? It's time for the question quest. Yes, uh, or the 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 questing question. I I don't know. Get out like of here. The, the, the checks quest. This is uh, a question. Quests, <laughs> Fester's quest, questions, quest. Ugh. Oh, I like uh, that. Mm. Need to somehow Photoshop your face on that NES cartridge. Please, with please, on it. don't. I'm not the one who does the sound <laughs> oh, bite for this. It needs to be your yeah. face. Oh, see, I thought you were gonna say you're not the bald one because, yeah, actually, that would probably fit better, wouldn't it? So, uh, yeah, on, <laughs> on two counts, and there was even a bit of a cell phone in there. Like, <laughs> a cell phone? Uh, anyways, we do have a question. That, oh, man. Uh, we... <laughs> if, if the listeners could only see my face. <laughs> um, why don't you read the question from your cell phone? So, and, um, yeah, I, I got this pulled up. Uh, it's it's from our buddy Jono. Uh, he submitted Jono. a question in the Discord. Just you like did it. Just like other people can. Um, but he said... It, it, and it is in the what is your question channel or in our server. Uh, but what uh, is your quest? Sean. John. Yeah, that. Um, you, you do that so well. <laughs> but um, 
See, that's how you you sort of you think and appreciate y- your co-host bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you, you say, "Oh, you know what? You I really so you well. do that. You do that so well. Um, it's a lot better than think because I hate it." Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, it's not like I like I I've had to undergo therapy or anything, um, <laughs> or cried myself to sleep. Um, but going back to John's, John's question here, and we thought this was good enough to, uh, earn him to, to get him a $5 gift, gift card of his choosing. Um, so if you could reimagine any game in a different genre, which game would it be and how would it play? Mm. Mm. See, that, so you said you thought a... about this and I'd be yes. interested to hear what you have to say. I've I've got a crazy idea and I I don't I didn't flesh it out or anything like that. I just have an idea. So so I'm just going to go with it. Um my idea is to take a game it's for 3DS. It's called Bravely Default. Okay, it's all about job system. It's all about these interesting turn-based mechanics. Make a belt scrolling beat 'em up in the style of something like a, you know, Shredder's Revenge or something like that. Um but your characters have different jobs and different classes and you can switch these out and based on their their jobs they can do different moves somehow you would incorporate like the braving and the default so you can defend somehow maybe do some time stopping hijinks or maybe, well, maybe it's off like if you block special like, moves you, like sort of you block so mm-hmm. many attacks like it builds up your your boost or your your like so if you default or you block yeah like it builds up your brave meter and your yes. brave meter lets you like like do like a slowdown or like mm. a like stops time or something multiple combos or use use yeah. special moves cuz usually the usually belt scrollers at least the ones that I have played you have different characters and they have different weaknesses and strengths right but I'm thinking, like, I, I cannot think of something, and I know uh, you're big on Castle Crashers, maybe this this uh, scratches that itch, but something where, like, blow the doors off on the abilities and the different, not even different characters, but, like, with different jobs to where you've got, you know, like, 35 different jobs and they all play differently. In in that, they can do different abilities at different well, times. Or even if it sort of really dipped into that job system. Exactly. Thing. Um, Like, so that you could almost like, you'd have like, you could do like the subclassing and like the, you could do like really weird builds. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into that. Yeah. I think it would be bonkers if, if you could pull it off correctly, like that would be really cool. So that's my crazy idea. Thank you for Mm. the question, Jono. Yeah, I'm now. I'm I'm thinking about it. Like um, <laughs> the wheels are turning. Yeah, there was almost. Um, you know, I know mm. it's not looked upon very favorably, uh, but the the Kingdom Hearts game on Game Boy Advance was. It's not a, a belt scroller, but it it puts you in a, an arena similar to a belt scroller. Um, but it's it's card based mechanics. You use your attacks based on your cards, and you create your deck and stuff like that. So not that you would do that. Maybe that's one of the jobs, you know, like something crazy like that. But um, that's like the closest thing I can think of where you take some real heavy RPG elements and, and throw it into something akin to a beat 'em up like that. 
would be kind of cool. So I, I dig yeah, that. I'd say go crazy with it. Go crazy. I, I also I was I, I, I was that. trying to think of a game that's that would be like vastly different, like you know, 2D portal or something like that, you know, something crazy. Mm, yeah. Portal bomberman hybrid just insanity. I don't know. You know, whatever. I just wanted something crazy. I I think honestly for me, it was sort of like and I was kind of like because I like the job system stuff too. Yeah. But I like kind of like I also really just want like a turn based tactical game. Mm-hmm. But I would almost want there like and I okay, so what was that? Moonlighter we played, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like what if and I know that there's a game that sort of does this, um Oh, it's on the 3DS, but it's like an RPG kind of thing. But like you basically are all like basically all support classes. And like um, it, it's in my brain and I can see it. And I almost I actually almost bought it the other week because I've heard it's like really fun. But it's like mm. basically like an RPG. But instead of being like all the, like the adventurer classes, you're all the support classes. Mm. And as you sort of like. Okay. And I'm like, I was like, I'm kind of into that. But I was like, what if you had like a turn-based sort of RPG, but like it was all just like support classes and stuff like that. And it wasn't really Mm. necessarily like combat per se. I mean, you could do like, Mm. you could maybe mix in some, some combat and combat classes, but it was all about like puzzle solving and like, like you would do these like screens almost where it was like you needed to complete X amount of tasks or it sort of be Mm. almost like a Rube Goldberg kind of like... (laughs) you need you need to get like you need to accomplish like these three things and like mm-hmm. you have all these little sprites and characters on this grid in this map and you can sort of move you can take turns and move them around and stuff and you know what i'm saying like you know sort of like yeah that's interesting like a really like in a really crazy job system but it's all like it's it doesn't even need to be like but yeah i just like something like that where it's like sort of like a puzzle-ish game mm-hmm. That sort of like it's, but it's also a grid based, you know, strategy role playing game, like nice. kind of thing. It, but it'd just be like completely like almost like mundane tasks, like, you know, get, get, you know, fix the, like, you have to get, you know, a certain character, like some groceries or something like that. And there's like multiple paths to doing that. Like, you might need a baker. Or, or if you don't have a baker class, like maybe you have like a repairman and he can go and actually fix the baker's oven and that, you know, and then you can like, you have a courier class. You know what I'm saying? Like just something where it's like mm. you have like these multiple characters and you sort of like make them all work together to sort of solve these problems. I don't know. Like I said. Interesting. That was yeah. just like something where it's like something where it's like, I don't know that it's a particular game. Or a genre, mm-hmm. but like, but like, but the the question actually was so. I, and I taking should actually, a game and a, an existing game, yeah, and redoing it in another, uh, mm. another genre, mm. another genre, like that. That that is a tough one. Uh, I I think I think probably when we started the episode, I had I probably mm-hmm. had an answer in my head, mm-hmm. but uh, as things go. Uh, my brain is a pretty crazy place, and I imagine it yeah. uh, didn't stick. Okay. I don't know. Well, I do, I do have another one. If you if that, if you don't have anything, I, I was thinking like, what if you redid a game like like Shadow of the Colossus and you made it a schluter? See, now you're just being hateful. 
<laughs> You're just being hateful and disrespectful. Man. Yes. <laughs> that is that is really really hateful. How very Toby of you. That's yeah. the worst thing I have ever heard. Uh that is the most disgusting. <laughs> like, why are you the way you are? There are so many things that I hate about you in the way that you are. You you are you are the 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 breakdown Toby. You know, that somebody else had that title for a while and they, they received a different title. Um but you you are the backlog uh breakdown Toby. The worst. Um, you're the worst. Um yeah, I don't I don't I don't know. Um I mean I'm sure that there's, it's probably like, there'd probably been stuff in my head where it's like, oh, this would be really cool if you turned it like a little bit sideways. A Diablo um, racing game, you know? Oh, I, I hate that. <laughs> oh, don't like that. And, oh. You know what? Actually, you know what would be really cool? XCOM um, football? None, th- that actually sort of already Sorry. exists. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, Blood Bowl is basically XCOM football hmm. set in the Warhammer universe. Um, ah. I believe. It's not very good either from what I hear. And I had an idea and then it just went. Yeah, what was it? No. Oh, no. I said oh. Diablo Racer. Okay, sorry. You said Diablo Racer. And I was thinking yeah. about uh, Blizzard properties. I really like Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really bad at overwatch and okay. like i said i am sort of like in this like i want like some turn-based strategy like options on the table i think overwatch as like a turn-based strategy game like a grid-based turn-based strategy game or something along those lines would be really mm. cool where like you control like five of these like characters and you like you know same same premise like they have like a couple different attacks they have their ultimate their specials or whatever but it would just mm-hmm. be turn-based. I mean, it'd all be single player. So it'd be like you okay. controlling like a team, like you could like sort of drop you, out of all the different heroes, you could drop them into a map and then sort of like sort of turn by turn. Mm. So it's almost like sort of a, 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 a devolving or a devolution of uh, mm-hmm. a de-evolution of, of, cause it's basically like they, they're kind of like almost like MOBAs. Like first person action right. MOBAs. But yeah. But yeah, nice. I would want that like sort of like ripped all the way down to like the turn based strategy. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Now now I'm just thinking of like other kind of crazy ideas, you know, like a like a uh like a necessary co op Star Fox or something like that. Mm. You know, where something crazy. You know the the, the game that I was sort of like talking about in theory, um, like mm-hmm. the the it would almost you know what like it would almost be like a, a, a like a Harvest Moon or a Room Factory, like a turn based okay. grid based, like uh, tactical yeah. sort of version of that would mm-hmm. be pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, John, that was a good question. Yeah, and uh, we like a lot of. We, Oh, ideas. I see what you you did there. Sparks. A lot oh, I of, didn't even mean that, but that uh, I don't believe you. I don't believe Sparks you. A lot of ideas, <laughs> like your your puns and your stuff. Like I don't believe you. Your dad jokes, your hateful comments to to my favorite <laughs> things. 
like <laughs> I, I think it was intentional. But anyway, so yeah, John, we liked your question. We'll be reaching out to you here and uh, figuring out how, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get a hold of you and we'll get you yeah, $5. Thank you, sir. Yeah. And like I said, you know, like uh, we've mentioned before, uh, if you guys want to shoot us, like you want five bucks, submit a question. If we read it, you know, and you know how to like DMS, all that stuff. Uh, but yeah. And especially, you know, that question I think in particular was very creative. Like I hadn't heard something like that before. Um, so it's questions like that that are probably going to get you to win unless they're just like gut busting hilarious, you know, then it would, just, yeah. Like that would it's be fun like too. make it either really interesting or really funny. Yeah. If you can like, and if you can make it interesting and funny, like we're probably going to read it for sure. Actually, like, and in a lot of ways, yeah. Like, and like all the questions we've gotten have been good. So yeah, the, that's true. That's true. They have, but I'm just saying like, it, yeah, they're a dumb question. You know, like, what's the day in the life of Josh Brockle? Like, we're not going to answer that. Sorry. I mean, it's just, that's boring. No one wants to know that. Well, but that person anyways. might want to know that. Mm-hmm. That who's your favorite child you know no i'm not gonna answer <laughs> <that>. <laughs> it's not penny <laughs> right i'll tell you the two that it isn't uh, <laughs> oh man oh yeah. man oh man all right so yeah this we is- i mean we've kind of run through all the forms here I mm-hmm. think it's it's time to just sort of call it a night, buddy. Um, yeah, I think we've we've done the things that we we came here to do. We we Waxed said all the nostalgic. things. Nostalgic. Yeah. Yeah. We we put on our plus five gla- rose color glasses of nostalgia. Mm. That's yeah. a, that's a throwback. Um, there you go. And uh, yeah, you want to know what we're talking about? Go way back to the beginning. Um, <laughs> Like, uh, but, uh, but yeah, um, tonight was a, it was a good night and, uh, I think, I think it's time, Josh. Uh, I, I think the only thing that remains to be asked, said, or done is, well, I mean, what should they do until next time, Josh? Guys, keep beating down your backlog, whether it's old school Nintendo entertainment system or whether it's a switch game. I just love Nintendo. Apparently keep beating down your backlogs and we'll keep breaking down those benefits. Indeed. Good night. Good night. Go to bed. Go to bed. Go to bed. Or... Get back Stop to work. Whatever. Listening. Yeah, that's true. Stop that's listening. <laughs> Turn it off.